Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Recorded? Live. Yes. Yes, I did it. I did it. <laughs> anyway, Apostle, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, that wasn't real. How are you? <laughs> that was my radio place. I'm wonderful, sir. How are you? Well, you had a, you had a real radio host. You, <laughs> you don't need your radio voice. <laughs> that was my radio voice. Welcome. 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 <laughs> oh, Lord. I can see it. You know what? Once the building opened, I can see it now. You can welcome everybody all religiously. Welcome to Judah. We welcome you to Judah Ministries International. Well, this is your home away from all. Oh now, you got to remember, I used to hear your voicemail, so I know what it sounds like when you do that mess. So let's not go through I don't that. know what you're talking um, about. Right. I bet. I bet. I love anyway, you. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Talk to You Live. Um, you know, if you know anybody that, that would like to join in on our conversation, go ahead and send out the invite. You guys got the number. Um, if you have forgotten, uh, or if you haven't, I'm just going to remind you anyway, it is star eight to join in on the conversation with us. If you have something, if we're talking about something and you want to jump in, you just go ahead and hit star eight, and we will get you in. I'm watching my Facebook, so if you inbox me, I'll see that as well. But we want to invite people on um, and get as much people as possible. This is our one night out of every, well, we do it twice a month. So two nights out of the month, we get to kind of let our guard down and not have to be so, so spiritual, Pastor Jay, so spiritual, Apostle Brandon. Glory, we glory, can just, glory. <laughs> Lord, she doesn't want to be spiritual for you. I just want you to know that. But <laughs> with that being said, we just get to kind of put the, drop the veil a little bit and be normal oh, for God. a change. Be normal for a change. And we don't got to be like, oh, you know, let's. Let's pray for the dead and all this stuff. That's wonderful. <laughs> but it's good to kind of just let your guard down every once in a while and do it amongst family. So uh, this is the, 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 the biweekly thing that we get to do. Yeah, what you, what you say, the real. That's, that's what you and Lady Danielle call it, the real, the raw, and the uncut. The real, but, the raw, uh, the uncut. What's up, damn? Yeah. No, please stop. Please stop. You know <laughs> Anyway, uh, tonight we are going to be discussing um, a topic that we actually was laughing at earlier. And so we, we, are, we are just calling it what's on your mind. Where is your mind at concerning blank? So we are going to, it's kind of going to be rapid fire. We're going to throw questions back and forth at each other. Where is your mind at concerning blank? And we're going to go into that topic. If you guys feel like you have an input on that topic, please, by all means, start eight and uh, join in with us. If you are here just to listen to the conversation, go ahead as well. Either way, it's going to be awesome tonight. So, Apostle, can I just jump straight into it? Uh, yeah, I'm scared because I don't know what your first question is going to be, but good. This is well, almost nice. like saying nice. truth and damn consequences, people. <laughs> it is, right? You know, it, you, you can answer correctly, you know. So, uh, but I do want I'm going to go ahead and we're going to jump straight into it because I, tonight we want to, I want to know where people's minds are at concerning certain topics. And this came to me because Apostle Grant on her line, <laughs> She was on there, and she was just she taught a message, and I think she, what you entitled tap out, I give up, or something like that. Tap and, out, um, yeah. yeah, tap out. And so, if you know anything about wrestling, 
you understand that when a wrestler taps out, he's saying, I give up. I submit to the, the hold or the submission move that you have on me. I'd rather you not break my arm, so I just give up. Okay, I tap out. Yeah, and so yeah, she's talking yeah, about yeah. that on Judah, telling the Lord, hey, I, tap, I give up because I've been trying to fight you for so long. Either I keep <laughs> fighting and you break my will or I just give in and I follow your will. That's, that's my option, right? And so mm-hmm. with that being said, she said something that night in which, uh, if I remember exactly, I can't remember exactly what she said, so don't quote me, but I remember uh-huh. you saying it was when your mind got right, when you started to renew your mind <laughs> and you stopped. You stopped listening to what, hey, Pastor Jay said, God said I'm going to be here. And even though he was saying it to you, it was like winning one ear and out the other. You know, when you're going through a circumstance, don't, I don't care when nobody is saying when I'm going through my circumstance because you're not in it. So your prophetic words and all this mess don't help me until I renew my own mind and I understand that I am really coming out of this. Your words don't really mean anything. So she was saying when her mindset changed was when she started to get better. And the doctor was saying, we can't find no blood clots. We ain't got no, you ain't got no heart issues. We ain't got none of this. We don't even know why you're here. <laughs> so tonight, we're talking about where's your mind at concerning blank. And for those of you who just joined us, welcome to Talk to You Live. First time we're doing this in a while. I'm Ooh. kind of excited. I'm speaking like I'm back in Chicago. So I'm talking and I'm talking <laughs> real fast. And if you can't understand me, it's because you're listening too slow. All right? <laughs> So, Chicago representing y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is, I just how I talk back home, and all my friends understand, like, that's, that's just Jay. That's how he speaks. That's but, what it is. That's um, what it is. Amen. With that being said, we're going to start off Uh-oh. with where your mind is at. And, Pastor Grant, I'm going to shoot this question at you. Are you ready? Uh, what's your question, dude? Here we go. Here we go. Pastor Grant, where's your mind at? Because with all of these things going on in the world today, every time, every day I look up, there is another black man killed or a black woman killed, and then black lives matter this, and then the white people say this, and the black people say that about the white people, the white people say that about the black people, everybody attacks the Mexicans. All this stuff is going on. And so I want to know where your mind is at. Because I asked somebody else, I think it was you. I said it to you. I said it makes it seem as though white people don't never die. It's only black people that get shot and killed. White people right. never die. Apparently they live forever. Because I only get to see the black people being killed and, and, and stuff like that. So my question to you is, where is your mind at concerning Black Lives Matter? What is the point? Um, God, I have to comment. I'm not getting into political debates tonight. No. <laughs> I didn't know it was a political thing. I didn't I'm know just it was a political <laughs> Because people don't always understand my Black Lives Matter mentality. Um, it's not that I'm disloyal to my race or anything, but I think people as a whole, because I think white people go through it, black people go through it, Mexicans go through it, Chinese go through it. Every every race has their up and down, and they go through it. You know what I'm saying? And yes, it just seems that is the black community is the community that is that is magnified for whatever reason. It's always been that way. It's the that's the community that's magnified. I do believe that it's just as much as crime in the white neighborhood as it is in the black neighborhood, but do we see it? No. So my mind on the black lives matter. Yeah, they do matter. But at the end of the day, all lives matter. I can't just say, oh, black lives matter, white people kick rocks. Now, my daddy was here. He was racist as possible, so he would tell you that. Tell him crackers, go ahead. I can't tell you, you understand that that's my mentality. Sometimes I want it to be, I mean, sometimes I think we all are racist in our own right. Honestly, I think all of us have some sort of racial tendencies in our own, in our own right, honestly. But I don't think that we need to do this, woe is me, I'm black, and woe is me, nobody helps me, woe is me. No, nah, we don't have to be the, lower, the lowest part, the person on the totem pole if we don't want to be. We can make something of ourselves. If we want change, we can have change. 
We don't have to be poor all the time. We don't have to be the baby's kids all the time. We don't have to be the one living in the projects to tear up the houses all the time. We do not have to accept that mentality. Okay. We don't. Okay, I, 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 and I agree. I agree. I had to ask it because, like I said, you hear this every day. Um, mm-hmm. And the church, we and the church, we don't talk about it. Um, if we do talk about it, it's in a in a segregated church. For example, if you're in an all white church, you're probably going to hear something negative about black people. If you're in an right. all black church, you're probably going to hear something negative about white people. Um, but my thing is, as a as a as a body of Christ, we really don't discuss this with uh, uh, um, spiritual tendencies. And like you said, sometimes the the hate in our hearts flares up. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not always, you know, extra spiritual, extra religious. And there's, there's, there's times where I watch some of these videos, and it makes me angry. Like, it really does. It makes me angry because I, I will watch this. And, and the same people that share it are the same people who will never share anything positive or say anything positive. The same people who are cussing all the time all over Facebook, saying all this negative stuff. And then you want to share a, a video of a black person getting beat down, mobbed, and killed while another black person is recording it and not even attempting to help them. So my, my thing is why, and it makes me so angry, not just at the fact that it's happening to the people that have the same skin complexion that I do, but it makes me mad that all we do is have behind computers and we are, we are Facebook uh, uh, thugs and Facebook uh, conservatives and all this other stuff because we really don't want to change anything. We just talk a lot. You know, it, it's like me being a pastor and I'm preaching about helping people, but when my people call me for help, I don't help them. You know, it's just mm-hmm. I'm sitting back watching them struggle to pay their bills, and I refuse to help them even though I can. That's that's what it feels like. Like, that's what it feels like to me. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just, if you're going to talk about it, do something about it. If I'm going to talk to you about the spirit, I'm going to help you find God in the spirit. That's, that's just me. And so it, I, just, I had to ask that question because it was eating me alive to sit back and watch not only my people of mother, nah, I won't say my people, that's so racist, but all, the people that are the same place as me die, and then on top of that, not only am I watching them die, I'm watching the people who are complaining about them die, film them die, and then say negative things under the post about them dying. That, that, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand it, and it, it, it was eating at me, and I'm a little passionate about it, forgive me, you know, but it, it does it bother me, because I got, my children happen to be black, I apologize. You know, uh, my mother and father happen to be black, so I don't want my kids to grow up, step out here, and something's happening to them, and one of their quote-unquote brothers or sisters watching them get stomped on or beat on, and you're not going to help them because you're too busy recording it on Facebook Live. That bothers me. That bothers me. Or they're laughing at it. They find it funny. I mean, there's that's nothing funny about that. Just like no. it, it, on the flip side of that, there was a video that went viral right after, <laughs> right after the election where this white man was getting beat up outside. Uh, they pulled him oh, out of his car on the street. Yes. And that got under my skin. And everybody got mad at me because I got mad. Um, if it was a black person getting pulled out their car, you all would be tripping. Why can't it be he's a human being? Race has nothing to do with it. When we start looking at people as we are human beings and lives matter, then change will happen. But right now, we're so divided. And then even in the black community, you're right. We do marches. What do a march do? I love Chicago. And this particular pastor, who I won't name his name, they marched all around the city of Chicago. I get you. They march. They pray for the people on the street. I know who it is. I can Kudos. name Go ahead. All right. I, I'm sure you could, but I don't, you know, kudos, baby, for what you did. But what lives actually changed? What are you doing now? You marched from Friday to Sunday. Kudos to you. Yay, glory. Some of the good, right, best prophets in Chicago got on live with you, and y'all was eating both shaitan. 
Well, what difference did you make now? We don't need another march. <laughs> we don't need another candlelit service at St. Sabina. I mean, come on, y'all. We need a mind change. We really do. We we Thank need a, a mind change. And when I watched that video, uh, when they pulled the white man off the car and they all beating on him and then they recording it, oh, you vote for Trump? Oh, you vote for Trump? There's a bunch of kids who probably didn't even vote at all. You don't know? even know who and Trump so, really is. <laughs> exactly. And so I watched what happened in New Orleans. Um, I was at the barbershop getting a haircut. Yes, I got my haircut. Congratulations to me. Um, so <laughs> I'm watching them on, on the, 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 the TV, and there was a guy who went to USC. And um, he, he, University of Southern California, and, 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 and he was a star running back. They was actually saying he was going to be the next Reggie Bush for those of you who watch football. And so uh, anyway, he didn't go that far, but everybody knew him around New Orleans. Anyway, he gets. Uh, into a, like a, a, a road rage incident and people are yelling at him and he says something back or whatever. He gets out the car, the guy gets out the car. And he's only getting out of the car because the guy is walking up to him. So he gets out the car, he's telling the guy, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know what, it's kind of, it is what it is, didn't mean that, blah, blah, blah. The guy pulls out a gun and shoots him. Not only does he shoot him, but he steps over him and says yeah. literally, and y'all forgive me, this is, I, I do not curse, so I'm going to just use a letter. He says, this is, I told you, do not act with me. And he shot him again. Wow. And he shot him again, and he killed him in the middle of the street. This was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Killed this wow. man, this black man, in the middle of the street right there. What is the difference? What is the difference between that man, that, that man who has a daughter getting shot dead in the middle of the street in broad daylight and the white guy getting pulled out of his car in broad daylight in Chicago at the, in the middle of an intersection, both things being recorded, yet nobody doing anything about it? That kills me. That kills me. And, yes, I don't need the scripture. The Bible says that in the last days, the love will wax cold. I understand. <laughs> I understand, and I get it. But here's the funny thing about love. God is love. So are we saying that love will wax cold as if God will no longer exist? Because that's what it looks like. We live in a godless society where death is just death, and let's laugh at it because it's commonplace. Wow. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. And I'm, I'm, a little, I'm, a little, I'm a little amped up about it, and I'm going to just sit here and sip on some coffee and calm down. Go ahead. Woo! <laughs> um, I I don't even know because I, I get on ten about that too. Because again, like I said, from my recollection and all I've been growing up, even growing up from a kid up until an adult, all black people do. And I did say black people, so yeah, y'all can get and jump on me and probably star eight, nine, whatever it is, and come for me all you want. But black people, all we do is talk loud. Star eight, if y'all want to come. For her. <laughs> he is encouraging this. <laughs> um, but I am tired of us black people being the woe is me. We talk loud and say nothing. We have all these visions and we never finish anything. We start and we never finish. We, and it's always what someone else has done why we can't get ahead. I am sick and tired of that excuse. It's my mama's fault. It's my uncle's fault. It's the white man. It has got nothing to do with the white man. There are plenty of black attorneys out here. There are plenty of black doctors out here. There are plenty of black authors out here. There are plenty of black. I mean, you can't. I, I am tired of us being the only people I know that have so many excuses on why we can't. But you know and what? And why we won't. That's a whole nother, That's a whole other way your mind is concerned. So I'm not going to ask <laughs> this. I'm not going to say what I was about to say because it's going to lead us somewhere else. But, no, say it. We own that. This is not, this is rated whatever goes, remember? Okay. Well, this is what I'll say. Believe it or not, there is only three actual races or colors, if you want to call it that. And I've, I've said mm -hmm. this to you before. There is white, there is black, there is Asian, game over. That's mm -hmm. it. 
There is no other one. Every other three people that you find are just a mix of one of those three, or two of those, mm-hmm. one of those three, of two of those three. <laughs> um, you know, and I've said it before, scientifically, a black, black couple can have a white child, a white complexion child, because it mm-hmm. really is nothing more than the pigmentation of your skin. It's not actually, it doesn't mean anything else at all, period. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the crazy part about it is, is how somebody can look at the color of your skin and judge you to all eternity just because mm-hmm. of the outside. Mm-hmm. And we become used to this because, truth be told, the world has made us accustomed to it. We go to art shows, you look at the, the colors and the paintings, and we judge it by what it looks like. You look at TV, you watch TV, and they teach you how to judge on, on everything on the TV. Everything we do is looked at uh, through our eyes and based on uh, what we see, a perception, visual. And I think it's ridiculous. Women, when we get married, we got to see that woman and be like, ooh, she got it in all the right places, right curve here, right curve there, hair looks like this. And then when she get home and take off that hair and take off that lipstick and all this extra stuff, now you're sitting here stuck because your eyes have deceived you. And so <laughs> it's funny to me. It's funny to me how this world has become. And truth be told, Apostle, we all bleed red. Yeah, we change. I do not care what color you are. We all bleed red. That's why there is power in the blood. That's why the Bible says in Revelation that I have come to save all men. That, that he said, I've seen a, 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 a multitude of all generations, all kindreds, and all tongues standing before the Lamb. He didn't say, I've seen a whole bunch of black people. I've seen a whole bunch of white too. A whole bunch of Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. He didn't say that. He said, I've seen them all <laughs> from all different backdrops. Why? Because yeah. you don't bleed a different color from what I bleed. I don't care if my hair is nappy than yours or yours is straighter than mine. It does not matter. Not one bit. I don't care if you live on the north side or on the south side. It doesn't matter. But our government has done such a great job of dissecting us and separating us and making us feel like this person is less uh, inferior than what this person is based off of what they got and how they look, and we have begun to buy into it. And some of us won't even help a bum on the street because of how they look and because of what we think that they're going to do or what we give them with. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And can I, there was a black man in downtown Chicago, and I felt so bad for him because he was crying. And his, his words were, do you guys really think that we enjoy having to stand out here in the winter months begging you for money? Do you think that? Then somebody walked past the man and called him a bum. He says, I'm not a bum. And he's crying. He's, I'm not a bum. I got children just like you do. I got everything that you got, except for I don't have the luxury of a house or a car or a job or finances. If I had that luxury, I would use it. But because you see me as such, you judge me to all, to no end, to no, to, 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 uh, to no end, I just, because of how I look. And I guess, for me, I'm sick and tired of it, and this is exactly the reason why we missed Jesus when he came to the earth, because your eyes don't always tell you the truth. They don't. This is why the just shall live by faith, because your mm-hmm. natural eye will deceive you, while your spiritual eye will tell you what is in a person based off of what's actually placed in them by God and not off of what we see. I'm sorry. I'm preaching. This ain't Thursday. Don't be sorry. sorry. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep God. going. Keep yeah. going. I mean, but y'all, you are y'all correct. Join I, mean, in, I just want to re- reiterate, it is star eight. If y'all want to join in on this conversation, go ahead, Apostle. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying you are correct. We have, but, you know, I'm still going to play devil's advocate. You just gave all the, okay, this is what we've been conditioned to teach. But what do we do when we get the knowledge to realize that it was wrong and we don't have to be this way? We still don't change. That's true. (laughs) We get the knowledge to go, I'm not as dumb as they make want me to believe I am. They say black uh, kids will never, you know, like graduate high school and go to college. I beg to differ. I have a daughter who's not a statistic. She's a Delta. So, Jacayla will never be a statistic. 
Tequila's going to always be an overachiever. I know people get tired of me pumping Tequila, but whatever. She'll, she's going to never be a statistic. What I'm saying is, what do we do when we get the, when we get the knowledge to say that this is not our end? We still do nothing. Many people under the sound of my voice now, and I promise you I ain't going spiritual, but many people here listening to us now, everybody got a vision, everybody got a, a book, everybody got a business adventure, Every, everybody want to do something, but you'll never do it because you don't think you can. Why don't you think you can? You have the same resources the next man has. How are you any different? You just don't want to put forth the effort to do it. We have become a lazy people. We don't want to put in any work. Well, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I just, I mean, like I said, and, and even I'm falling into that trap. We don't I've even trust it. each other. We don't trust each other. <laughs> and even if you did, let's say, Apostle, you had a vision. And this is what will happen. I'm giving you <laughs> just going to lay out a little, uh, a little map here for you. You would call me, Pastor Jay, I got this idea, this vision. I would say, okay, write it down, make it plain. I want to work with you. Give me everything you got. And so you lay it all out, and and this sounds foolproof, whatever case may be, but let's be honest, nothing is foolproof. And so I see it. Here's the problem. Apostle, I don't trust you enough to help you with my money. I don't. (laughs) And then we are also taught don't share your vision with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So even if I do got a game plan, I'm not going to tell everybody. Even if my enemy can help me, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell him. Because truth be told, we hear the word of God that he can make our enemies our footstool, but we really don't believe it because truth be told, they are our enemies. In my heart, I don't like you. So therefore, since I don't like you, you know, even though, yeah, cut off your enemies. And so even, and it's not even your job to cut off your enemies. The Bible says that God will deal with your enemies. Does it not? Am I mistaken? Did the Bible simply say, hey, whenever you feel like it, I want you to get up, drive over to your enemy's house, cuss them out, and tell them that you're not talking to them anymore? That doesn't, that's not what it says. I mean, saying. that's not even scripture. Did Judas get cut off? He didn't even get to the disciples and tell the disciples, you know what, stay away from Judas, watch him. You know, everybody no, disconnects from Judas. Everybody's, every, you know, we got to warn everybody, stay away from her. You know, she a liar. Oh, you know, she this. And you know, who he told that. you to do that? Nobody. That's not even scripture. But we also are sanctimonious. And I want you to, I'm not trying to say, hey, be friends with everybody who hates you. No, I'm saying oh, be definitely careful. not. Yeah. I'm saying be careful. But what I am saying is let the Lord deal with your enemies. Let him fight those battles. That is not your job to go out here cussing nobody out. I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook. I'm going to tell everybody everything that you did. For what? For what? What is that going to solve for you? Because even if you tell everybody what they did, they still will be friends with half of your friends anyway. What did you, so what did you talk? And what, what does that say about your character? <laughs> anyway, we're we moving on. We're moving on. That was mine to you. Go ahead and take your shot. You said you had a question? Shoot it out. Oh, Go God. Wait, wait, we got wait, somebody in queue. Okay, we got somebody. We're going to get them in real quick, and then we're going to go to you. Hold on. Let's, let me, let me do it. I ain't did this in a while now. I got to remember. Yeah. There we go. I got it. Go ahead, Colin. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, uh, Brother Darren. Yeah, I just want to uh, piggyback off of uh, my sister said, Apostle uh, Grant, you know what I mean? I understand exactly, you know, what you're saying about when it comes to you having a vision. You know, when we got a vision, we allow the things in the world to distract us. But if you know God, you know that the enemy is in this world and the enemy is going to distract you in any and every way possible. But if you know that you're a child of God, then you know that nothing can come against you, nothing can stop you but yourself. So it's like 
God gives everybody a vision, you know, that's his. So it's like if you got a vision, all you have to do is stay firm on that vision. All you got to do, because you got 24 hours in a day, and I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm all like, you know what, I'm one of those. You know, I'm one of those that got a vision, <laughs> and I got 24 hours throughout the day to get some stuff in order, get some stuff in order with my vision that God has given me. Because the only person that can stop that vision is you. If God yep. gave it to you, man can't take it away. God opened that door, man can't shut it. Neither can man open it. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you like, she's talking to me. she she got to be talking to me. I got, I got to let her know, like, um, I hear you loud and clear. My ears are open. And I'm moving forward. You know, I'm moving forward in the Lord, and I'm thankful that Yeshua has spoke through you to me. And I know that was to me, Jesus. I, I just know it was to me. My wife said it was to her, too. Well, I know for Amen. a fact it was for me, and I'm thankful to hear this stuff on tonight because I'm moving forward, and the only man that's going to stop me is Darren Johnson. And I'm not going to stop myself. I'm just to fly. I'm just to spread my wings and fly, and people going to see Jesus in me. They're going to know, like, man, this dude, you know, you see the Lord in me, brother. Take one of my cards, brother. Ministry. This is my, yeah, uh-huh. keep in contact with me, brother. Yeah, your line, what soul is on the line, brother? Get in contact with me, brother. The enemy is not playing. And just listening to you, we got to line up. You know, we got to line up with our visions because if we're not lining up with our visions, we're just sitting here wasting time, as Pastor say. If you're not doing nothing, you're wasting time. So we got to learn how to ex- 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 apply everything that the Lord gives us in his word because if we live up to his word, we're living up to everything that he has for us. But if we step back from his word, then that shows us that the enemy is whispering in our ear, telling us lies constantly. But if we stay in that word and we mention that name, Jesus, oh, he's going to flee. He's gone. Oh, man, I can't stand that. Let's go, man. He talked too much about the Lord. I can't do this. So listening to you right now is such an encouragement. And, oh, talk shoot, thank you, Jesus, for talk shoot. Because I can sit here with my headphones on and listen to this and get get so much from it. But I don't want to take up the show. Uh, God bless you, Papa Grant. Thank you for sharing that. Y'all can go on mute me because I'm going to keep going. So y'all better hear me. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. He said the truth. I just want to say this. When I was talking about the vision, I do understand because I, 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 I can still hear it. So I know somebody like, well, I got bills today and I got children to raise and I got all this and that. I ain't got to. No, I'm not telling you. I am saying if you have a dream or a vision, you spend 10 minutes a day on your vision. Take it off the shelf. Y'all, I had to take my book off the shelf. I've been reading my manuscript this week, preparing to send some money on my book. Because if I don't, if I don't keep it before me, I'll forget it. So all I'm saying is work towards your vision. Spend 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. It'll start growing. Put some time aside to build your vision. And it will fully come to pass. Then you won't be working every day for anybody else. You'll be able to quit your job because your vision will work for you. I believe that God has it for us to, to really flow in ministry and just do ministry. I do. And we be self-sufficient and take care of ourselves. But that's a whole other show. So, you nah, know, you know I, what, can I can I be even more honest with you? Some people are out here looking for jobs right now. You ever ask yourself, why can't I find a job? I'm more than qualified. I can do. You ever think that the, that the Lord has given a, had a plan for your life and had a vision for your life and your money wasn't supposed to be made from working for somebody else and the Lord was going to supply your needs if you would just put your vision to work? You ever thought about that? Do you all understand uh-huh. that I ain't worked since October 23rd? I'm on freaking medical leave where you don't get 100% of pay and go to the doctor today and be told they not let me go back to January? 
and ain't nothing wrong with me? <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Talk about vision. I have no choice but to look at the vision now and say, oh, we got to make this work. Somebody, you know, I, I, I'm saying this because, and I can say this because Apostle Grant is a part of Holy of Holy, just like a lot of people that come on this line is a part of Holy of Holy. So I'm going to say this because Holy of Holy would understand this. If I, I usually, I don't like to talk unless it's for a reason. Uh, otherwise, I can sit down here and listen to somebody speak. So I just want Holy of Holy to know that as much as we love Apostle Grant, she is just as hard-headed as the rest of y'all. There is, there is, there is, there is no difference. And I love her just the same. <laughs> I'm not that hard-headed, y'all. I'm like my pastor. My pastor needs to hear God, and he won't make a move without hearing God. So I am like my leader. I want to hear the Spirit of the Lord speak <laughs> just to me. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, now we, we shall move on. Go ahead. <laughs> However, um, Pastor, my... my I have two for you, but I'm going to ask you this one first, and this is going to probably be controversial. But I really want to know, because I've been thinking about this whole Trump being our president situation thing, and, you know, everybody got their ups and downs, their pros and cons, and what they think, right? Mm-hmm. I really want to know what's on your mind concerning this, what I'm getting ready to say. Is he really as bad as the people think? <laughs> and, I, and let me, okay, and again, y'all jump on me later. Because honestly, you guys, I really don't think he's as bad as the people think. I don't. I don't think he's any worse than any other politician we have ever had. Well, so I just want to know your thoughts on that. Well, my mind concerning Trump um, is just that he's a, he's a, he's a president or the president elect because he's not the president yet. Well, yeah, um, yeah. We we have no clue what's going to happen between now and January, so I'm not too Correct. concerned about it. What I will mm-hmm. say is. Um, and I've said this forever. I said, this is going to go one of two ways. One, if you guys have been on Holy of Holies, I told you guys, hey, you got a couple, you, got, you drank a gallon of milk, wash it out, fill it up with water, put it up in the cabinet somewhere because you're going to need it if it goes south. Um, got a flashlight, keep it. You're going to need it. Um, got some cans, good, good, keep it. You're going to need it. Um, from what the Lord is showing, this is only going to go one of two ways. It's going to go real south real fast, and you are not going to be able to go knock on no neighbor's house. Your food stamp stop working. You ain't getting no more checks because you ain't getting it out the bank. Um, it can go that way. Or the way I'm leaning towards, because I've been saying this since uh, my wife was, everybody's worried about Trump. I said, I honestly think this is going to be a great year for the Saints. And I, I mean that. And this is not me saying, oh, my God, New Year's resolution, everybody in tra- that knows the Lord is going to be blessed and highly favored. No. <laughs> you know, but what I'm saying is things are going to be a lot better than what you thought they were going to be. Um, do I think Trump is the Antichrist? Nope. I don't. If that's where we're Thank going. You. Um, Thank you. Because people have asked me that. You think you're, no, no, no. Because well, they no, keep saying no. they think he is, and I'm like, he's not the Antichrist. But let, let's be honest. We've been saying that since forever. Reagan was the Antichrist. Bush was the Antichrist. They Trump said Obama was the Antichrist. Was the Antichrist. <laughs> Obama was the Antichrist. Everybody was the Antichrist. <laughs> you know? And so we won't understand who's the Antichrist until you understand what that term actually means. Mm-hmm. So the word anti literally just means to be against something. And so anyone that is against Christ is the Antichrist. And so you're looking for one single entity when, truth be told, the body of Christ consists of a lot of people. So does the Antichrist and the body of the Antichrist. It will be a number of people that you are looking for that will be against God and against his people in that last day. So if somebody tries to sit here and say, oh, my God, will they have a leader? Of course they will. Don't the, the, we have a leader. We got Jesus at the helm, right? So, yes, they're going to have a leader who will be their mouthpiece, but truth be told, the Antichrist, you're looking for a multitude or a body of people, a body that is against the Lord himself. But Trump himself, honestly, I don't, 
I highly doubt he is the Antichrist, and I highly doubt it's going to be as bad as everybody thinks it's going to be. I really don't think it is. That, that's my mindset on it. <clears throat> Can we get some input from our callers, please? Oh, Lord, help Anybody? Us. What? Because I want input talk. from our people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's let's light it up, huh? Here, let's light it up. Dang, right. it did light up. <laughs> going to Illinois. Going to Illinois. Back hello, home. Hello, hello, everybody. Good night. Hey, hello, Mama. Good night. I'm glad to hear your voice. <laughs> I've been praying for you. Thank God. Bless God. You know, to God be the glory. He's amazing. Truly amazing. Yes, he is. Yes. Well, you know, you asked the question about Mr. Trump. And I don't think, as you know, a lot of people think that he is the devil himself. Like people say, I don't believe that. But I will say this. I also don't believe, like a lot of evangelicals said, that God chose him. I don't believe that. Because to be honest with you, I we, the people that choose these uh, politicians. I don't believe that God hadn't picked him like these evangelicals running around here talking about, oh, God picked him and, and this, that, 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 and now we don't have to worry about, they're not trying to take us off the TV, the church don't have to worry no more because if somebody else had got in, they would have violated our rights and we couldn't be on TV, we couldn't be talking about God and all this kind of garbage. That I don't believe to be true. But at the same token, you have to give the individual a chance to see if they're going to follow through, just like with everybody else. You have to give them that opportunity to see what they're going to do. So I, for one, I'm just sitting back. I pray for him, just like I pray for every one of them. But I pray that he will do what, well, no politician do everything that they say they're going to do anyway. They lie to get to the place where they're at. They all lies. They're liars. But hopefully, and I pray that he will do most of what he said that he's going to do and not renege, but a lot of them do. But I do have concern. This is me. I'm older now. We are up in age. I do have a concern about the elderly people for the fact about their Social Security and their benefits that he said he's going to adjust, privatize this and what he's going to do and all these things. So I am hoping, I say hoping, that some of these policies that he have in place, he do not follow through with some of them because some of them can be, um, it sounds very harsh and it can present uh, problems for a lot of elderly people and people that's handicapped, disability, people that's disabled, people with disabled children like my sister have two autistic boys, grown men that can't talk, can't do anything for themselves and talking about cutting all this for these people and taking away this, taking away that, take them off of this, take them off of that, because they're just taking the government money, taxpayers' money. I get that some people do it, and they don't need it. But for the people that honestly need it, I don't feel that you should scale back on those needs. Now, the people that's just out there, you know, they just don't want to do nothing. They're lazy and just like, give me, give me, I'm entitled to. Those people, I think you should weed them out. But I don't think it should be a broad scale to say we're just going to cut all this, cut all that. So that's one of my concerns because, like I said, I have my mother and myself, my husband. It's a lot of older people out here that need the services. 
So for that, I say, I hope and I pray that he does not do those things that will affect, you know, the elderly and people with disabilities. But I do say give him a chance. I'm, I'm fine with it. At first, yeah, I'm not going to tell you a lie. At first, I was mad. I was hopping mad that he got in. Just because he spewed so much venom, all the ugly stuff that he says, I've never, and everybody on this line, never heard a person running for president that says such hateful things and just discriminate across the board and talk ugly about people. I've never heard it in my lifetime. So for me, that affected me. Just because your mouth kept going and saying, 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 saying things about people, that is not right. And you never apologize. So that's what I feel. You're running for the, the biggest office, and you're saying things, and you don't even have the decency to apologize and say, well, you know, I said these things, and it's wrong. I shouldn't have said it. And that a lot of things that he said incite some of these Riots, as if, if you want to call them riots, because of him saying if he loses, it, it's going to be a riot. Everybody's going to riot all over the place. So you're putting things. People are already on edge, but why feed into that and put more, you know, ideas into their head? It's already a messed up. It's already messed up. So we don't need to go that route. And for a president elect, we don't need to go that route. We need to try to bring the country together, bring people together, build bridges. Not divide, not divide. Well, but let, let me say this, Ma. I want to interject real quick um, mm-hmm. because we said we got some more people in queue as well. So I got to mm-hmm. get this to everybody mm-hmm. in here. But I do want to say, um, first and foremost, as a joke, he 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 can't build a bridge because he's trying to build a wall. So you know we got to get the wall. You know we got to get the wall. That's a good one. On a more serious, on a more serious note, I want to say this, and I'm gonna get to the next caller, Ma. But I want to just get your quick input on this. Um, he has said a lot of uh, uh, derogatory things, um, uh, and he said it demonstratively, and, and it's really hurtful the things that he said. Um, but here's my here's my thing. What's the difference between this man, president-elect, whatever case he may be? Because he's nothing more than a man at the end of the day. The president is nice. It's nice that you got the title, but you still don't make all the calls because you are still a puppet. So with that being said, he said all of these things out in the open. He has called women all out of their names, called people uh, 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 retarded and all these other things that he said. Hey, if you've ever watched In Living Color, they used to make fun of the handicapped people all the time out in the open on a living color, and it was fun. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you are somebody on this line and you pretend as though you don't listen to rap, yes, you do. Um, and you listen to all of these rappers call your daughters out of their name, and you, they ain't talking to my daughter. They're talking to all women across the nation. Mm-hmm. They are, mm-hmm. They're not discriminating. And they're calling every girl uh, B-words and all these other things and telling you what to do with them and how to do this. And, or we sit at home and we watch movies sometimes that we know as children of God we probably should not watch, but we watch it. And all these things are going on and being said. What's the difference between Donald Trump saying these things out loud and us watching it anyway or listening to it in our home? What, what's the difference? The difference is these – I don't watch rap. I don't listen to rap. You know, when y'all was growing up, I didn't allow you to look at that well, stuff Well, you anyway. know, I seen you. When you but, had that throw, you used to dance and get down to some of those songs back then. Oh, that wasn't no rap. That was from Germany. <laughs> that was from Belize. That was from my culture. 
Yeah, you see, now you no get real aggressive. You get aggressive like Trump. No, 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 but I don't do that. You know I don't. I, I understand that teasing me because, you know, I don't, I, I don't do that. But here's the thing. The difference is to me, you're supposed to be a leader of this great, wonderful um, country. You know, you know what I mean? This, this, this. Right. Everybody looking, supposedly, people looking up to America, according to how they mm-hmm. say it, Okay. So you're supposed to be this great leader. So how can you lead if you're not doing, okay, if you be a leader, you have to lead that people can follow you because you have to set the example in just like a preacher or a teacher. You have to set the example. All eyes are on you. These rappers, they listen to these music, but they're not up there like that. They're not. So now for you leading, when you're in leadership, you got to be careful. When you're leading, you know how many people that you can either uh, uh, encourage, win, build up, whatever, or destroy because if they follow you <laughs> and they listen to you, it's, it's a dangerous thing because a lot of people, like I said again, a lot of people looking at you're the president or you're the bishop or you're the um, you know, Apostle Grant, I mean, we're looking at you. Mm. And so if we see Apostle Grant go out there and do something ungodly or just say do something that's not right, we're going to look at, well, hmm, Apostle Grant, I can't believe she did that. And we support, we're looking up at her, and she's saying this, and she said, and, and then she said this, but then she do. You, you know what I'm saying? So. It's a difference there. I, I beg to differ. We cannot. Put I mean, I, I with, get, I get what you're saying. I said, I mean, he's the president of the United States, and I get. I'm with not the saying rapper that you're wrong. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that I, the way I look at it, because we say, uh, I, I'm going to get to the callers. I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm just mm, thinking, thinking to myself like he is a leader. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on mute, but I'm going to just say this last part. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we are looking at him as a leader, and leaders have followers. My thing is. What, who has greater followers, the president of the United States or the music industry as a whole? Because every concert I go to is sold out for Beyonce. Oh, everyone I watch, but she got people, like, rows of people, not even just that's out there, but watching it on TV. The BET Awards just came on. Everybody glued to their TV watching it. So people are following what these people are doing. And so I think it's really – and uh, I told somebody else, it's not you, Mark, because I don't want you with me or nothing. But uh, I, I was saying <laughs> to somebody else, I said – I said to them, I said, I think it's very hypocritical for you to say, how dare Donald Trump call women this, but yet your daughter is listening to this, and you're not following yeah. them. So that, that, to me, that just sounded so hypocritical, and I had to tell them about the mission, but he's the president, and he's still a man, just like that rapper that your daughter is listening to. They're still men, and the Bible clearly says, don't put your trust and your faith in no man. So at the end of the day, you know, I believe every one of us have that leadership mentality, and we have found a way to make each role of a leader greater than the next. And the only roles that have ever been separated as far as greatness has been the roles in the kingdom of heaven. But the roles on this earth don't really mean a hill of beans to me, to be honest with you. But what she said is true. You know, if you're a leader, you do got to carry yourself a certain way. Because if, if Apostle Grant goes smoke, I'm more liable to go smoke. Probably not. But, you know, just saying. Apostle um, Grant okay, goes smoke. Let's get the callers in. Let's get the callers in. Let's get the callers in. I'm sorry, caller. Go ahead. And you might be on mute if you're talking. Hello? All right, well, I guess we'll come back to that one. Hello? 
Oh, wait. Oh. I heard you. Hello? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, we got you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it was some good stuff going on, and I'm over here conversating with my wife about everything that's going on, but just give me, give me like 15 seconds. Just give me 15 no, seconds. Go ahead. Countdown. Go. 15, 14, 13, 12. No. <laughs> you know what? That's accurate. Uh, I'm trying to think. Ah, um, oh, that's what well, I'm saying. We can say that. Okay, you got to tell you. Yeah, uh, so when it comes to individuals, because I was at work and I was thinking about this, and I probably thought about it a few times since I've been working at this blessing of a job. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua, Lord. Thank you, Father. Do your thing, do your thing. But, yeah, while I was at my good, blessed job, I'm sitting around and I'm looking at individuals that I'm God's child, I'm thinking. And in the back of my head, I'd be talking to them like, I'm your child. Well, who are they? You know, they ain't mm-hmm. your children because they fruit, fruit just don't show the way that they curse, the way that they be talking. Why they get this job and it took me 50 years to get here? Was the decisions that I made? I understand that. But why they got this job and they not even your children? And that's just a question that be going through my head. Like, they blessed with this good money. But they ain't even none of yours. You know, they're walking around here with nice cars. And, and you know, I'm just, I mean, and I know Satan, you know, blesses his children. Well, not bless them, but curse them in a way. You know, he curse them. But it's just, right. that just runs through my head because I'm just like, they walking around here with good things and um, they're none of God's. And I was just, that was just curious with that question. I know that don't got nothing to do with what we was talking about, but I do. Remember, somebody said something. I don't know if it was my sister, Apostle Grant, that said it, that just brought that to my attention. Well, I'm going to let Apostle take it then. Apostle, you got something? I don't have an answer for it because he just gave me it. I just had a thought in my mind when he said what he said, so I want you to answer. But then I have a question because I want you to elaborate on a question that has something to do with what he said. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I, guess, I guess that leaves me. Um, yeah. So with that being said, yes, Satan will give you uh, what you are asking for, and yes, his children do end up in the same places that God's children end up for the most part um, because we are all in this world, not of it, um, but we are all in it. So therefore, we're going to partake of the same, uh, uh, some of the same things that they do, and they will partake in some of the same things that we do. For example, you, you know, you've been online or you've been to churches, and you, you would think that it's all children of God in that pew. Probably not, though. You know, probably not. So... The person to your left is probably going to walk outside and smoke a cigarette. The lady that sits over in the back pew is probably going to go home and, and sleep with the man that's not her husband. You know, so everybody, we, we all share this world together. We share this world together. What I want you to understand is I've worked at the same place you're working at. So, therefore, I get to see those same people who curse and act like fools day in and day out, and I would talk to them, and, and we would laugh and joke and whatever the case may be. What I also understood was what they had to do, the, when, whenever the devil gives you something, he requires you to give him something in return. Not what God requires. Hey, obey me. I bless you. Problem solved. Satan always wants something more. So these people in the music industry, they get in there, they get their millions, and they end up sacrificing somebody in their family um, or, or whatever else the case may be. Kanye West loses his mother, and he's sitting there in shambles. And, you know, Eminem, who you don't hear much about anymore, has come out and said it. He said, I sold my soul to the devil, and, I, and he asked, all he asked back for was my daughters, my girls. And I don't want that now. And he tried to take it back, and he was like, it's too late. And if you ever heard one of his songs, I don't know if it was 3 a.m. or something else, he, it's, it's a song with him going back and forth with Satan over his daughter. He's rapping, 
and then in a, in a devil's voice is talking back to him, saying to him, no, I gave you what you asked me for. Now I'm coming for what I told you I wanted. And so we as children of God cannot look at what the world has and say, oh, look at what they have, and, and that's great, and that's all. No, because you don't know what was required of them to get it. You don't know what they, go, what they go through when they leave that job and go home. I guarantee you they don't have joy unspeakable like we do. That doesn't happen. I've been with these people. The guy whose route I would help on his route, he, him and his, his wife got into a disagreement, and then they went through a divorce. His daughter's being taken from him. All these things are going on behind the scenes. It's easy, like I spoke on earlier, to look at people with your two eyes, your natural eyes, and think that they are being blessed. But when you check it out in the spirit, those very people that look like they're being blessed are really suffering while you get the same check that they get and get to go home and have joy. There's a difference between us and them, if that makes sense. Um, I have a question first that piggybacks off of what he said because it made me think okay. of something. So hold on, Cole. I'm going to get to you as soon as the piggyback happens. Go ahead. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I just thought about something. He said, I'm God's child, but I'm here with these people, and the fruit don't look like they're his child. So my question is, I go to church, you go to church. So me and another person, come, we, two sinners come to church. Right. They both get saved. They both walk up, give the Lord, you know, confess their mouth, believe in their heart, that he raised these from the dead, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. One instantly stops cursing, changes their lives. Uh-huh. The other one that doesn't instantly happen for it, does that necessarily mean they're not his child anymore? Because it didn't happen instantaneously right then? That's one question. Well, well, this is a well, twofold question for me. Okay, let me get that first. I want to get I don't want to get mixed up. So keep hold the second part. Here's okay. the thing with that. The Bible clearly tells you that something, something, some seed that's a sower sow will fall on good ground, thorny ground, Definitely. rocky ground, Definitely. so on and so forth. Um, you might have somebody that has come in there and they are fertile and they are ready to find the Lord because my life is in shambles and I really want them. You got somebody else who comes in there and says, you know what, I'm gonna just try this out. Ain't nothing else working. You know, and so they're not coming in there really to get that change. They just come in there to see if I'm gonna feel better. So, therefore, when you speak the word, and this is why I encourage people, when you speak the word to certain people and they don't receive it, it's okay because in their heart they were not ready. You might have just sold seeds into a ground that wasn't ready to soak it up yet. Their roots cannot go any deeper than what it is. And some people need to be humbled more. So that one person who changed was ready. It's simple. Then the other person who did not change was not. Now, here's the thing, the definition or the difference between who's a child of God and who's not. Literally. By definition, Apostle Grant, if I was your child, we're going to share the same DNA. We're going to come from the same bloodline, share the same heritage, <laughs> all of those things, right? I'm going to know my father's voice. I'm going to know my mother's voice if I'm your child, right? I, I know your voice, right? I know those things. You go talk to somebody who's not a child of God, I guarantee you they will not act like him, walk like him, talk like him, smell like him. They will not know his voice. They will not know his word. They will know nothing. Therefore, how can I simply say How can I tell you that you're a child of God when you don't know anything about your father? So let me play devil's advocate. This is the second part of my question. My father was Mm me. I'm the baby. It was me, my two brothers, okay? Um, We all have his DNA. Okay. We we all sounded like him to a certain extent. Uh I I guess. There's the key. There's the key. Go ahead. (laughs) I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we all got blessed. Yes, I got bestowed more of the blessings. Uh, when he passed, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is it really sad? And, and I, I just ask because I don't like getting off into, oh, they're not a child of God, or they're not saying when if, if they go to church and they don't know anything about 
relationship as we know, okay? A lot of times when we go to these churches, I can honestly say, I don't know about nobody else, they didn't teach me relationship. I thought just walking up the aisle, shaking the man's hand, getting in the choir, now I'm saved. I knew nothing about my life should change. I knew nothing about a relationship with the Father, okay? Mm-hmm. So I knew nothing about that. So in my mind, I'm saved. The Bible says, confess with my mouth and leave in my heart that he raised Jesus from the dead. Glory to God, I did that, and I am saved. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't stop drinking at that time. I couldn't stop, you know, cussing or kicking it like I was. But I'm saved. And all I'm saying is I I, I didn't know no better once I started learning, yeah, change took place. But did that mean? Does that mean? You know, like I said, me and my brothers have my daddy's DNA. I just think I had a little bit more than him than they did. But we still all got blessed, and he was still our father. Talk to a parent one day, a dad one day. Um, this father had put his son out, right? Put his son out, and uh, I said, "Why would you do that?" He says to me, Pastor Jay, "That ain't my child." And I said, what? I, I know that that child came from you. I know this, right? And so he says, that ain't my son. I said, why would you say that? He says, because I'm telling this boy right from wrong. He refuses to listen. He says, I teach him by the way that I carry myself. I live a life according in front of him. He refuses to follow. I said, son, did you not see what I went through? He refuses to acknowledge. He says, he disrespects me day in and day out. He disrespects his mother day in and day out. He says, so therefore... If you can't even follow my words, you don't belong in my house. And he put him out. And I said, that's harsh words. I said, that's still your son, though. He said, Pastor Jay, that's my son only by blood. But by his actions and by his heart, that's none of mine. None of mine. So I say to you, just because out of blood or just we, we take blood relations like it's, it's, it's the, 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 all, the end all of, of all things. But what we don't understand is, God ain't flesh. God is spirit. Bible clearly tells us that. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. if your spirit does not align with his spirit, why do I care? Even if I created you from the dust of the earth, I can still claim you as my child, and I know you're my child or whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, you, have, you carry no resemblance of me. You don't listen to nothing I say. So therefore, you have chosen a new father. You've chosen the father of this world over the father that created you, and that was that dad's issue. That what if I'm just was, getting saved and I don't know? I guess, I guess what I'm trying to understand yeah, but see, that's a, you're is a whole sense of, That's a whole different concept. Right, right, like, but I'm that's not talking about seasoned saints, no. Because when you tell me that, you know, because this person is still doing this, they don't have his DNA, so they're clearly not his child. Well, they have to grow into that, don't they, if they don't know any better? I guess that's what I'm see, trying to say. Because that can be like, discouraging to... Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, because that can be discouraging to someone who just gets saved and don't know no better. It's, I thought I was saved, so you're telling me I'm not dead, you know? I mean, I'm just trying to, and maybe I am playing devil's advocate, but, you know, just wanting to understand. I don't think you're playing devil's advocate, but the way that you phrased it was, I'm just thinking just people in general. But if you're talking about new converts, come on now. If you got a child and you name a Deborah, and Deborah happens to be eight months old, you're not going to expect Deborah to walk like you. Okay. Okay, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Even a 50-year-old person that you can think been in church 40 years could still be a new convert. And that's the thing. So that's the difference. who are we to keep saying these people that. are not his child? But see, here's the thing. Me and Minister Conway spoke about that earlier. See, first and foremost, if you're not even trying in any way to know anything about the Lord, I, I don't even consider you. 
Those are the people that I just shake the dust from my feet and keep moving. When you're ready, mm-hmm. I will begin mm-hmm. to deal with you. It's kind of mm-hmm. like trying to force a baby out the womb that ain't nowhere even near. You're one mm-hmm. month pregnant trying to get it out. Okay. That, that, there's no point in me worrying about you until you're ready, right? And so, mm-hmm. but when you talk about new convert, me and Minister Conrad were speaking about this earlier, and what I'm saying is if you are a new convert, you're not going to know anything about the Lord for real until later on down the road. You can be right. 50 years old, just found God five years ago. Right. You know, so do I expect somebody who found God five years ago to know as much as Apostle Brent? No, I don't. Right. You know, so, no, that's a totally different subject or a totally different topic. That doesn't mean that's that you're not I'm a child saying. of God. It just means that you are, you have childish and foolish ways about you. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes we got to be careful in these work, because I used to do that going to workplace, like, I'm a child of God and I'm blessed here. You a sinner, man, really, and you doing this, that, and the third, and you blessed? Nah. But I had to step back and look, who am I to say they really not a child of God? I don't know if they just got saved yesterday and if they're a new convert. I really don't know. I ain't trying to discern all that. I mean, I'm just saying that I, I, I found myself in that situation before where I was so good at, oh, you ain't saved, and you ain't saved, and you ain't saved, so you ain't got his DNA. Nah, man. How do I know that? How do I know you just didn't get your heart right You see what you just said? You was pointing out everybody else's place. You ain't say, you ain't say, you ain't say. Father oh, Grant, I got a quick question for you. When you was pointing all of them out, what you say? Not at all. <laughs> but so, I didn't know no Bible, that either. Says, how do you point the finger at somebody else without first removing the beam from your own eye? And I didn't know that right scripture there. when that was going on. Wow. What I'm saying exactly. is I was even a new convert at that What I was saying is Bingo. I was a new convert thinking I was grown. <laughs> you know, that, and I like you that. know, you a little, you a little baby thinking you older than what you are. I, mm-hmm, I did. I thought I knew what was going on because of what. I had seen. I knew nothing different. But what I'm saying is, is a lot of times we, as 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 children of God, you know, we get grown, we get a little knowledge, and we get off into that. And I just think we need to be careful with that. That's all. Yeah, but you got to, and that's the truth. Like, there's a, there's a total difference. If somebody has been walking with the Lord for a while, and yet they still refuse him, that's different. Now, I know that's my, completely my design, different. Oh, you yeah, literally chose different. not to have him as your father. Right. Get on about your right. Um Somebody that's a new convert, just do foolish things. You know, um, I, people in my ministry that, that have just gotten under me or just when they did just get under me didn't know a lot about the Lord, so they would make a lot of silly mistakes. And I never left them, never turned my back on them, um, never stopped talking yeah, to them. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much because you didn't. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't even talking about you, but okay. Oh, um, so, but there is a difference because there is a difference between literally not being a child of God by your decisions and not Definitely. being a child of God or not, uh, uh, not, not being a child of God simply because you're young in the spirit and you haven't learned right, as much right. as others. So there, well, it's there is not that, that he's not your father. Yeah, because, I mean, you, let's be honest, Elijah might call me dad, but he's not quite sure yet what that means. You know, so I he understand. just knows if I say dad, okay. he's going to answer me. That's You're going to answer, I, right. Yeah, so he okay. don't really understand the concept of that fatherhood and so Right, I mean, I get the whole, yeah. you know, you've been in Jesus 100 years and you ain't made no changes. Okay, dude, you need That's to sit down somewhere and get saved for real. I get you. But you've I'm been in the Lord for three somebody. years and you still can't even start to walk up and down. Right. And I have a problem with that. Right, I get that. I get that. So that's not, that's not what I was talking about. But I just know that, you know, like I said, at times, you know, we. I just think we have to be careful because I can hear your conversation. If there's a girl at work that's what she says, I Lord knows she's what she says, and we will cuss like a sailor. And in my mind, I'm going, how are you a child of God doing all this God going to cuss? But see, that's but, the difference, Apostle. It's not the fact that she's not a child of God. She's just not saved like she thinks she is. There's, there's, a, difference. Mm. there's a difference there. 
you know, because let's be honest. I could be a child. Let's say me and you. We're both children of the living God. We're both out at the beach uh, taking a nice swim, and, and we both drown, okay? The life God only sees you, okay? So you're saved. I'm still drowning. Does that mean that I'm not a child of God because I'm still out here drowning? No. It just means that the life God <laughs> came to save you. So my thing is, there's a difference between being a child of God and being saved at the end of the day. Yes, you might be a child of the living God, which we all technically are by design, but you might not be saved like you think you are if you are still falling short and drowning in the same ocean of the rest in of the world. In certain areas. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. So, okay, we got, we got to get to the call. <laughs> we are I know y'all. I'm okay, sorry, so. y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. That was on hold. We apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, she apologized. I was trying to get y'all the whole time. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> here we go. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're on mute, we cannot hear you. I'm going to give it about another five right, more seconds. Hello? There we go. Hello? There we go. Got it. Right. Got it. All right. Uh, I kind of got, uh, got sidetracked about uh, really originally what y'all <laughs> was talking about. <laughs> we sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you good. You good. Uh, the, uh, you were talking about Donald Trump, right? Yeah, yes. first. And, um, I think, you know what? <laughs> um, Donald Trump, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know. I, I think I was just going to say with uh, Donald, the Donald Trump situation, I think I heard a caller or, or y'all speaking about uh, about how he, talk, how he talks to people mm-hmm. and how, how he's uh, – Pretty much straightforward, right? And and that that kind of the uh, that kind of turned people off to him because of mm-hmm. it. But I think it's more respectable because he's straightforward, and you know, and 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 this this this, uh, this president election or whatever, you had one end with Hillary being more sneaky, then then you had the other president that was just being straightforward. At least you knew what you were getting by picking him instead of uh, picking Hillary, who was uh, sneaky or whatever. Well, yeah, I, 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 I really wasn't gonna say that. I, I, I forgot. I had it all written down, everything. But uh, I forgot. But uh, but that's what I was just gonna say. Donald Trump, straightforward. I, I think I would have picked him too uh, in this election, uh, just being that Hillary Clinton. Uh, seemed like she was more looking for, uh, I guess you would say, uh, she was trying to fit in with everybody, you know, with the selfie stuff and, and the mannequin challenge and everything, just trying to fit in. And, and instead of, uh, I don't know, um, being herself, like, you know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for her trying to win votes, she would have been doing that. Right. And that's, just, that's yeah. not a, pre- I don't know, I, I just wouldn't pick her. Yeah, and I, get, I, like I, I like that, though. I like what you said because you look at the other the opposite. Uh, thank you, uh, Brother Brandon. You look at the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, because everybody got their the, the, this two sides to every coin, right? Head, tail. Um, and so what he's saying is while some people say, I don't like that, other people are saying, well, you know, at least he was real enough to say it, you know, so we knew what we was getting. And, and I, I kind of like the way that you guys ran with that. And you get to hear both sides of the coin there and say certain people, I don't like what he says, and certain people are like, well, at least he said what he meant, you know, while other people didn't. And, and, you know, truth be told, I'm not going to lie, I really, I'm not a presidential guy. I don't sit here and be like, oh, I, I can't wait for the president to get elected. I don't care because my president has got it at the end of the day. I, all this don't matter. But I do like hearing both sides of the coin. You going to say something, uh, Papa? Not at all. 
I was just going to say, hey, Brandon. Oh, no, no. You said no. You said you weren't going to say nothing. I was just going to speak because I didn't realize that was Mr. Lott. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Looks like we're staying in Arizona. Go ahead. Call us. Hello? What's wrong with y'all today? There we go. What's wrong with everybody today? (laughs) Hello? We got you. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I have to write my stuff down because, you know, I'm talking to it is doing a talk show. Because, you know, we get to talking, talking, and the mind gets to go. Like, you, get, you get called out like, all right, go ahead. And I'll be all like, um, I don't even remember. Just come back in here. I forgot. But thank God I got a pen and paper. Thank you, Lord. Um, but my, my question to start with was, you, Pastor, you mentioned their roots cannot go any deeper. So you talking about the individuals that 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 were that that that's not of God, you know? Because if the individual at my job, and um, for some reason I just feel, you know, led to talk to him about the Lord, and we got to talk about the Lord. I wrote him a note just telling him to like, you know, to uh, inviting him to sons of Jacob, you know. And then he ended up saying, "Well, what is this?" You know, and I explained it to him, and I told him to give me a call, and when I when I see him. When I see him, I just be thinking like, dang, you know, I don't know what to really say to him, so I don't really say too much when it comes to the Lord, you know. And, and that's my that's my main thing. It's just like I'm not trying to force the Lord on him. And that's where my second thing come into, like, we have to, uh, this is what when I was listening to y'all speak, we have to allow our light, which is the G, which is Jesus, to, to shine through us for others to see. And the next thing is we have to allow them to make that step. They, but they have to make that step by seeing the light in us, by us being the example. We cannot be great. We cannot be in the great area like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to Tupac with y'all over here. Yeah. But then I'm over here reading my Bible and I'm listening to gospel music, with, you know, with the Lord. It got to be straightforward. And that's where I'm going. Like, we have got to, like me, for example, I got to be that light and I got to show that I'm that light which, I mean, I got to be, allow that light to shine through me so then they can be, like, you know, you different. And then that's where that next step coming into, like, why are you different? And I can explain to them why I'm different, you know, because just just listening to everything that's going on on talk show tonight, I'm just sitting here, and I just got all these thoughts running through my head, like, wow, you know, I can handle things a whole lot different, you know, when I go to work, you know. It's nothing wrong to laugh and joke with people here and there, but you just got to know your line. You got to know when you cross the line, like, all right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I desire, I desire to, to, uh, to reach as many souls possible while the Lord is allowing me to stay at this job. Because, like you said, you know, he going to move you from place to place throughout your life. He ain't going to keep you in one spot. And I know it got to be at least one or two souls up in here because I'm not here just for this money. I'm not here just for this to uh, do this job. I'm here for these souls. So that was just my main thing, and I hope that made sense. It did. It did. And uh, if I could just add to that, I want you to understand something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said a key thing. You said, you know, I've got to let our light shine. Here's the funny thing about uh, growth in, in plants. Plants need a couple things. They need good soil. They need uh, water. They need uh, to be uh, seed to be sown into that good soil, and they, and they need sunlight. They need those things. And so here's the thing. The good soil that we are looking for is the church, the body of Christ. Find yourself a good, let them find themselves a good leader, somebody that they can follow and plant themselves in that person's life. Okay, that's number one. So secondly, the seed being the word of God. 
That word has to be spoken and implanted into them or implanted into that very ground where they're at. Whatever ground they are in, it has to be planted into that same ground with them. Otherwise, nothing can grow. Next thing they would need is literally some, and, and thirdly, I'm sorry, you have to realize that we are the sower. He is the one that gives us the seed. We are the one that sows the seed. So we have to sow that seed into the people and, and, and plant them in the ground where they can actually begin to grow. Next, they need water. Well, Jesus said, I am the living water. That's what he is. And so, therefore, he waters that very seed. The, the very seed that you spoke the word into and planted into the ground is the one he will begin to water. Then God being light, let his light shine through us, and your light now begins to shine on that person. And that's why you find people in the church today saying, I want to be like my pastor. I want to be like my apostle. I want to be like prophet so-and-so, uh, 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 teacher sister so-and-so, the teacher over there, or prophetess, blah, blah, blah. They want to be like these people. Why? Because that person's light is shining on them, and they grow up underneath the shadow or the light of the very person that they are seeing. And so that very person's job then is to direct them into the one who grew, who grew them, which is God himself, Jesus himself, Yahweh himself. And so you've got to remember, Brother Dan, when you step on that job, you're telling him, hey, come to sons of Jacob. All right, that's good soil. That's good ground. You're going to give him the word there. That's the seed. Then you let God's word and his, the, the prayers of the Lord begin to water that person that you bring in. Last but not least, your light that you shine on them every day at work or on that line is going to what, what, what helps them to grow up. And they grow up and they see you, they follow you. I heard this today. Somebody said this to me today. I watched Brother Derek go from where he used to be to where he is now, and I'm just like, wow, wow. And so I want you to realize that your light has to shine at all times because truth be told, people are watching. They always are. They always are. Uh, Pastor, you got anything you want to add to that before we go to the next caller? No, sir. Go ahead. You know what? You're going to be real silent tonight. You know what? It's because you preached in it. That's what it is. All right. Um, <laughs> going home, going to Illinois, going to Illinois. Let's see who we got. And I just messed up. Hold on. Give me one second. I just messed up. I think I messed up. No, I didn't. Carla, you there? No, you didn't. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, hey brother. <laughs> here. I knew he was here somewhere. <laughs> Y'all all here. Y'all over the place tonight, ain't y'all? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tonight is simply put. It's just Whatever what, goes. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? I went from Black Minds Ladder to the president, and now y'all <laughs> in winning soul. How do y'all do that? <laughs> hey, you know what they say? The Lord is in all things, brother. We got to be everywhere. You got to become all things to win all flesh. <laughs> y'all feel tonight. Y'all feel tonight. I'm, I'm going to start up top. I'm starting with the Black Minds Ladder. Black, Black Lives Matter. To me, that ain't nothing but a money scheme. Because what happened to all my friends who was killed a long time ago when people stood around and watched and nobody reported anything? Mm. Now, all of a sudden, now, my brothers are being killed by a man of a different race. Now, all of a sudden, now, we want to say black minds matter. But before I could clean up somebody else's backyard, let me clean up my own first. Right. So that's what I got to say about that. Donald Trump, the way he talked, he just let me know he's a man who don't have a relationship with Christ. So I just let him know that I didn't just need to pray for him. That's all he is, and we said it. He's just a man who don't have a relationship with Christ. So do you respect Do you expect him to talk like he got sense? Seriously. <laughs> do, you, do you expect him to tell the truth? He don't have a relationship with Christ. Does it shock me? No. He's going to do what he's going to do, and God's going to do what he's going to do. So who am I going to put my trust in? Mm-hmm. And last but mm-hmm. not least, we're talking about you know, winning souls pretty much, and I like that. We're talking about winning souls. One thing I learned, I never tell somebody what they're not. And mm-hmm. let me explain to you why. If you're raising your kid, you never put your kids down because if you put them down, that will make them think they can never be something else. 
So as a father, I always got to encourage my kids to do the best they can. But as a somebody who's trying to find Christ, I never tell them you don't belong to God. I never tell them that. But what I do is every time, because everybody don't get to teach in life. Everybody don't have an Apostle Grant, a Pastor Jake, or a pastor like I have to teach the word of God to the fullest. So every time I get an opportunity, that God, because God will open up a door. He will open up that door. I will take that opportunity to tell them what the words say about the lifestyle we're supposed to live. Because if you start telling people what they're not, what you're doing, you beating them down and disencourage them. Like, man, this is too hard. But the most powerful tool as people and as men and women of God is the way that we live. So I have to live according to the word. In other words, I have to be a light to attract other people to my life. So that's what I got to say about tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Apostle? And the words of wisdom spoken by Minister Condre Hall. A word of silence. <laughs> Moment of silence. But, uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, he, he summed it up. <laughs> There's really, I mean, it, I don't ever disagree with what he says. <laughs> because he, think, he thinks we're joking when we say that. Like, that, you know, we, we, hey, you don't really ever get off topic and you don't never say anything contrary to the word of God, so it's, we don't disagree with you. you know? Right. It's like, how can we know that's wrong? No, that's not wrong. You know what I mean? But the one thing I admire about Minister Hall is he doesn't just say anything contrary to the word, and you can tell he picks his words wisely. He thinks before he speaks, and I think that's what's wrong with a lot of us. We don't think before we speak. We speak, and then we think, and once the word is out there, we can't retrieve it. We can't retract it back. So I will say that. I, I admire that about him. He appears to be a person who thinks before they speak. He doesn't just rashly respond or just harshly say anything. I mean, he'll come for you. He'll cut you. But he cuts you in love. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like he's very – he uses his words wisely, and I admire that. I got you. I got you. I mean, I pretty much cut, cut drive to the point. Donald Trump, yeah. he don't know the Lord. I expect him to speak stupid. Right. I mean, one. don't surprise me. Where was y'all at when my friends was dying in the street? Right. Uh, all of a sudden, right. it's not, okay. And then last night, look, souls, man, you got to, like, like he said, and I, I said this earlier, apostle with myself, uh, any any great leader, um, Jesus, you know, it, whenever Jesus' people would mess up, you know, he would say something to them, whatever the case may be, but he never, you know, condemned them to hell, like off the bat. He would teach them. You know, and encourage them to do better and be greater. So um, that's one thing I always try to do myself is always, you know, the people in, in Holy Apostles will call and say, oh, Pastor, and I'm like, you messed up. Yeah, I did. Okay, so what you going to do about it? What you mean? You going to repent? You going to get up? You going to stay down there and be unrighteous? Or you going to get up and be righteous? That's your, that's your two options, you know. So I agree with what he said. We going to go, what's this, Mississippi? Northern Mississippi? Northwest Mississippi? I don't know what this is. That's Shakela. How do you know? You don't know. Let's see. Okay, go ahead. You're probably right. I'm just joking. Go ahead, call. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Standing in the need of prayer. <laughs> not my mother, not my brother. No. <laughs> go ahead, um, Kayla. Go ahead. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I want to go say this. All right. Uh, <laughs> but I know a lot about, you know, being an influence and being a light, like Brother Dan was talking about. Because um, me personally, 
Uh, I've been in college four months now, and I'm proud to say that because I, I got good grades. So I'm real. I'm really proud to say that. But <laughs> while being in college, I can honestly say that my relationship with God above all things have grown, and like I depend on God more than I ever had now than I did before. And it's like when you get to college or when I got to college, all those people that said they were going to be there and they said this, that, and the third, man, I ain't heard from some people in four months. And it's fine, and people think I, I should be upset about it, but I'm not mad about who don't check on me. But I thank God for, you know, allowing me to get in that place to hear and see him move because I have a little small testimony. And um, I'm in public speaking. And anybody know me know that, I mean, I'm a preacher. What you mean I don't know how to speak properly? So, I mean, and then another thing, I'm from the South. Every time I meet somebody from that's not from the South, they're like, oh, you have a Southern dialect, or, oh, you talk like this, that, and I'm like, okay, I'm from the South. But that doesn't mean I'm uneducated. So I have this uh, public speaking teacher, and she, she's uh, Caucasian, of course, and you know, I don't hold that against her because if you want the word, baby, I give you the word too. So she, uh, she always try to comfort me in everything, like every speech that I uh, have chosen, or like she always wants to talk about uh, Black Lives Matters and all this other stuff. And I, you know, I'm not moved by all that. I, 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 me personally, I don't care. I pray for the family of the person that's formed and keep going. I don't care about no uh, BLM and BML, whatever. I don't care. I promise I don't. But she always, it's like everything or every time I do something, she always disapproves of it. And then it's like uh, my first speech, my first test. This lady was so low down, y'all, and my grade dropped tremendously. And y'all know, and it's, I don't play about my grades. I got really discouraged. So time goes on. It's like the first couple, uh, first couple of weeks and months in that class, my grade has been, whew. And it's like she hate me because I was standing from that class with my head up, and I will speak the words of a speech. I will stand up there and proclaim whatever I got to say. And she don't like that because I'm so confident. And she told me that. She said, you have a lot of confidence. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you want me to stand up here with my head down and then you'll take away from uh from my point somebody I don't got no eye contact. So she's just been coming for me, coming for me, coming for me. So lately she's been giving us the opportunity to pick what we want to uh, pick. So I've been picking nothing but speeches about faith and the love of God. And everything <laughs> I think are a mess. And y'all, I started, I stopped worrying about my grades in that class. I stopped worrying about this woman. And I started praying every time I get ready to walk in that class. I started praying. And now y'all, y'all can see her facial expression. The way she looked at me has changed. It's like a spark on her eye because she know I'm not the one to play with. She know I, I'm not the one that's going to sit here and go back and forth with her about something that I can take up with the father. Like, I know a lot about influence and I know what to do instead of going. I'm not the type of person to go back and forth with you anymore. I'm not going to argue about you about something I know and what I believe. So, she always try to, you know, make slick arguments or comments, and I just overlook it. And she, she always asks me, she's like, Yo, you okay? Are you okay? Uh, she be like, you know. And then one day, out of guilt, out of, I can tell it was out of guilt, she walked back there through, uh, to the back, and she told me, she said, you know, I never do anything to hurt you. 
She was like, I love you so much. I love you with the love of the Lord. And I was like, what? Wait, what? Huh? Where did that come from? She was like, I never do anything to hurt you. That's just the power of God. And all, all, I said all of that to say this. When you get in tune with the Holy Spirit and when you get in formation with what God has and the plan that he has for your life, he will begin to move on your behalf. When you put everything in God's hands, you'll see his hand moving everything. And I promise y'all, that is the truth. And ever since then, I have people, like I posted on Facebook, I went down to the laundry room to get my clothes out the dryer and came back. It was a note under my door, and it was like, thank you for playing these certain songs that I need to hear this morning. I never, I don't, I, to, to this day, I still don't know who slipped that note under my door. All I know is I'm in here and worshiping. I took somebody. And that just made my day. It makes me want to keep going and keep pushing. I had Friday, of, well, Thursday, I met with um, a youth pastor, and instead of uh, her encouraging me, she told me I encouraged her. And then two seniors walked up that's about to graduate uh, next Saturday to ask me to pray for them. So I'm, I just thank God for what he's doing in my life. <laughs> And if I forget, I heard you say I ain't going to never be a statistic. And you're right. And people call right. me cocky and they call me bougie for that, but I don't care. I am who God says I am. I'm going to do what he said I'm going to do. I am going to have a book before I turn 21. I'm going to have my own house before I turn uh, 24 years old. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to have a coffee every day of the week. And I confirm and believe that if I want to drive a Jeep on Monday, let me drive a Jeep on Monday. If I want to drive a BMW on Tuesday, let me drive my BMW. You better drive your BMW, that's my, girl. Exactly. That's just my mindset. <laughs> uh, but that's all I had to say, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Jacayla. <laughs> but that's why I might have heard she just, it's, it's like, I'm, 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 I got spirit, I call it spiritual tunnel vision. I'm stuck on what the vision that God has given me, and I'm going to cheat. It does not matter what anybody else says or does or thinks about me. I'm going to accomplish what he said I'm going to accomplish, and I don't care how I feel that day or how you feel that day. I'm going to get it done. It's kind of like Jesus, spiritual tunnel vision. Woman, I'm about my father's business, and, I, and I'm going to get this done one way or another. The disciples, no, Jesus, you're not surely going to die. You know, get thee behind me, Satan. Like, get out of here. You don't tell me what I'm I know what he said I'm here to do, and I'm going to get this mission accomplished. You're going to beat me. I'm still going to carry this thing up this hill. I'm going to fall down. It's okay. Somebody going to come out the crowd to come help me because I'm going to get to Calvary. I'm going to lay on this cross. I don't even need their help. I'm going to lay there because I'm here for a reason, and I'm going to fulfill my purpose. People like that always succeed, always succeed, and the devil always hates them. That's why they get fought the hardest. That's why they get fought the hardest. Now, Apostle, I don't know if you had – we got 30 minutes left. I don't know if I, uh, uh, you had a, another – part of your question or something like that you were talking about, I'm not sure. Go ahead. You can go ahead with what you, you were going to say. No, I'm just I didn't know if you had something or not. Okay, so my thing to you. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> where's your mindset? And this is, this is going to be a real heart-piercing question for you. Um, so I wasn't ready to ask you. But where, and you weren't ready for me to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you it anyway. Where is your mindset concerning Judah? <laughs> Trick question. I refuse to answer. No. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Wow. You're right. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um. Hmm. My mindset concerning my baby. Hmm. Um. 
that's a that's a that's a that's a loaded question. Um, because I have to express it this way. I feel like Judah's my baby. It's my child. I birthed it. I the labor was wrong, the labor pains hurt and blah, 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 blah. But I also feel like as I birthed it, um, I feel like my baby got put in spiritual DCSS, if you should say that. And I feel like um, my baby was was not well taken care of when it was in other people's hands um, or when other people should have been caring for it while I was off whatever doing me. Um, and when my mindset shifted um, to believe that I can have all that God has promised me, he brought Judah's, the vision of Judah back to me. <laughs> and because I began to question the name, the ministry, because I can't begin to tell, I can't, if anyone would have asked me, well, how did you get the name Judah? I can't explain to you where it came from. I can't, ex- I can't say that, oh, I woke up one day and that's just what I wanted to name the ministry. That I can't tell you that because God named this ministry. I didn't give my baby its name. The Lord named this this baby. Um, so my vision, my my mindset towards my ministry now is growth and whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to put it on the map to accomplish what the Lord has shown me, it is going to happen. Whether my enemy so into it, whether he puts investors in my, I don't care how it's going to get done. I just know it's going to get done. And um, he's given me instructions on how to do it now. I finally listened. Um, so it's, it's just now my mindset is, is staying focused on where it's supposed to go doing what I have to do, and strengthen those that remain. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go. No, 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 That's not fair. You ever seen Ice Age with some little birds? They're like, mine, mine, mine. That's not fair. That's not fair. You can. Anyway, go ahead. Well, see, I don't know if you remember when earlier in the in the talk show, where uh, you was getting ready to say something, getting ready to ask a question, you was like, oh, wait, this color isn't cute. I don't know if you remember that. So, you know, yeah, but I asked the question, but I came back and asked the this question. Time. You know who says this all the time? Sister Ali always says, that's okay, because everybody get a turn, but this is my turn. So now I get to go and, and call on somebody else. So I don't but you do it all the time. Oh, that is not true. That is not true. <laughs> not Nevertheless, true. that's what that yeah. is. My vision for the ministry has changed. It's not, I don't think my baby is on life support, and I don't think my baby is in DCSS anymore. I believe my child has been returned to me, and I have to, to, to strengthen those that remain and remain focused. My mindset, I, I can't get off focus anymore. I can't lose focus anymore. I got you. I got you. Well, we got a caller. Go ahead, caller. God bless, God bless. I will listen to you, Pastor. I got to say this. I got to say this, Apostle. Apostle, when when Mary gave birth to Jesus, what was the power? Repeat that question. When Mary gave birth to Jesus, what was the power? In her. It was in her when she gave birth, so what was the power? In her, right. She carried Christ. But she gave birth. (laughs) She gave birth. She gave. She delivered. She delivered a baby. Where was the power? I'm lost. 
All right, when she gave birth, she carried mm-hmm. the power, but the birth was in Jesus Christ. So when she gave birth, the power okay, was yeah. in Jesus Christ. So you said right. you gave birth. The power is in Judah. Oh. So Judah is not on life support. It's not here. It's not there. Because why the power is in Judah. You carry the vision, but God birthed it. See, well, one thing to God, 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 ah, Jesus, help me with this one. (laughs) When when God gave you the vision of what Judah was, when you before you was born, you was already supposed to be the apostle of Judah. You just happened to be the carrier of it, and then when he birthed it, you gave he gave his own life. The power is in Judah. The power is out of you. Wow. So when you when when we start stepping back and saying, Okay, Lord, this is your ministry, you do what you want to do in your ministry, you preach the word the way you want to preach in your ministry, and watch what happened to Judah. Because you gave basically it's just like okay, I put it like this, when when a, when a, when a, when they when they christen a child, basically what they saying, Lord, this is your child and we just gonna raise it until it grows up and you can have your way with it. And that's what Judah well, you only had it for a second, but God is saying, This is my house now. I'm taking over. Mm-hmm. You just a servant in my house. Yes, Lord. So basically, yes, you birthed Judah. It's your baby. But now the power is not an apostle grand anymore. It's in Judah. It's in Judah. Got it. Huh. Wow. Yep. And uh <laughs> Don't no, ask me if I got anything to say. I, yeah. No, no, I, I was not going to ask you. I was sitting back Ooh. and I was just laughing. I'm mute. I want you to know I was laughing. Why were you um, laughing? Because because you fell for the 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 the, uh, the normal uh, minister Condre trick. He he'll throw out a question for you. He knows yeah. you don't may not even know the answer, but you're gonna take a shot at it and you're gonna make yourself look stupid trying to figure him out. And so then <laughs> I sat back and I, as soon as he asked the question, I was just hit mute and I said, Here we go. Here we go. And I didn't want to speak. I want to see if he's going to do you like he do me sometimes. I, I'm so happy to say that this man is not <laughs> what he does for what he's going to do to the other. You I, can, know I, can whatever. I can accept it. I can accept it. I can accept it. Um, now, I know, Apostle, you said this earlier, and I want to throw this out there. We got 20 minutes remaining. We are tonight talking about anything and everything. What is your mind concerning blank? So right now we want to throw it to the callers, and we want to ask you guys this. We want you guys to ask us that very question. We want you guys to say, hey, Apostle, hey, Pastor Jay, what's your mind concerning this? Any questions that you guys have, period, I don't care if it's, it don't matter what it is. It don't matter. If you want to say, Pastor Jay, what's your mind, you know, concerning, uh, 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 I don't know, concerning, holy, holy, concerning your wife, how, how do you go about this certain such a topic? Whatever you might have thought of that you've been stuck in or problems that has been bothering you, and you just want to know somebody else's thought on it. Right now, we want to know what that is. What's on your mind? What what questions do you have for us that you just say, hey, I want to know your mindset concerning this? So we want to get you guys' input on whatever it may be. Um, star 8, if you guys want to jump in, if you got something like that. Um, in the meantime, the swing time, Apostle Grant, while we wait, uh, for people, because, you know, it's really hard to get people to say what's on their mind. It, it, that's the most difficult thing to get somebody to do. You, I've been on your line. I've been in the church. I've been on our line. I've been on my line. I've been out in conferences. And trying to get people to say something, uh, give a testimony, anything like that, is so difficult. So while we wait, because people will sit back and not say anything, I'm going to pass the baton back to you. I sat here and I asked you, I want to know your mindset concerning Judah. Never mind. We got to go be good. 
Going, we go. Where we going? Illinois. Yeah, oh, going back. Wow. Okay. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Question. That's all right. Uh, what is your mindset on how to get closer to the Lord? You can go first, Pastor. I'll take it. Back. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would. But he said, "What's your mindset concerning this apostle and pastor?" So you first. Go ahead. He didn't say I had to go first. He just said both of us. So you can. You're my leader, so I'm going to submit, and I'm just going to let you go first. Bible says that the, the apostolic is above the pastorship. So I want you to go ahead and give us your input. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> oh, well, let me get them back in. You know, I, 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 I muted them. Go ahead, brother. You, you, you're showing them on the question again. Okay. I, I want to know, what is, what is your mindset on getting closer to the Lord? What is my mindset on getting closer to the Lord? When you say that, all I think is relationship. And how do you build relationship? You build relationship by spending time and learning and talking and being intimate. Um <laughs> a relationship ain't a relationship without intimacy, especially when it comes to the Lord. So um, my mindset, if I had to tell somebody how, it's simple. It's not as deep as we try to make it seem. <laughs> it's it's communication. It's spending time with him. It's allowing him to sup with you and he sit down and talk to you and eat with you and you eat with him and you become one with him and you allow him to become one with you and oof, and you just become intimate one with another. The most beautiful feeling in the world. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to just do what you do and piggyback off of what you said. Um, <laughs> not, but I mean, in, in a way I am, but it, also, it's, it's also a little different because I agree with everything you said. That's all necessary. And I like to put it in a format of, of husband and wife all the time. That's the way I put it. And I was speaking to somebody earlier, and I was telling them, I can't I talk to so many people today, I don't know who I talked to. But I was talking to somebody earlier, and I was saying to them, here's the thing when it comes down to a, a, a married couple. You, it, it, me and my wife, we, we're married, and truth be told, whether I'm in this house or whether I'm not, my wife is always talking. She might be talking to the kids, might be talking to the daughters, the sons, might be on the phone with her mother, her sister, brother. She might be menacing on Wise of Power, talking to one of the ladies out of Wise of Power, which, congratulations to her, have broken over 200 and some odd people. So, you know, but, um, you know, she's been doing her thing on that end. So she's always talking. Problem is, she might not always be talking to me. It might just be a generalized statement. She might be frustrated and just be speaking her mind, whatever the case may be. But when I really get to know what my wife is going through and the problems that she's dealing with or things like that, is when the, at nighttime comes and it's just me and her in that bedroom and we laying there talking to one another, now I get to see what's on her heart, in her heart, and what's on her mind. And so what I always stress to people when they want to get closer to the Lord, don't be afraid to go behind closed doors. Don't be afraid to turn on some music. Don't be afraid to sit there and read with them, talk to them, have that kind of conversation heart to heart. Don't be afraid to walk in the cool of the day with the Lord like Adam did. And I believe it was Minister Condor I said this to earlier, I had to do some studying because Adam walked in the cool of the day with God. I had to do some studying and learn what's the coolest part of the day, and I realized that it was between 3 and 5 a.m. And so anybody on this line that has ever been woken up by God at 2, 3, 4, 5, and you keep wondering why he's waking you up, that's because he's actually pacing the earth at that time. He's literally here. The fear world is open at that time, and you can start to communicate with him, and he will begin to talk to you from his heart about you. Not giving you a prophetic word for somebody else anymore, but now it's about 
you because you have come to me at this certain time and we can be intimate and we can learn how to speak one to another. So now I don't have to speak generalized and you got to pick out the prophecy out the air. Now I can speak directly to you and I can speak to you about what's been, what's been bothering you, what's been on your mind, what's been on your heart. Me and you, we can have this conversation. And so I always stress to people, take the time out the same way you do for your wife, the same way you do for your husband. Um, if they wake you up in the middle of the night and say, baby, I had a nightmare, you wake up and you listen to that. Now, and most men do it really when we got to go to work because we don't want to get into an argument. But truth be told, you got to wake up with the Lord and, and have those conversations. Spend that time. Open up your Bible. Don't be afraid to do so. Don't back down when you feel as though, oh, I might be a little tired. Okay, if you know you're going to be sleeping, go to bed earlier. You know, do such things and stop making excuses as to why you cannot be a good bride to your husband. Stop making excuses for that. Stop the work. I got to work. I got to do Stop making excuses because if you're married and you make an excuse why you can't take your wife out ever or tell her you love her or buy a flower, she's going to leave you. She's going to leave you. The difference is we take advantage of God because his word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us, so we treat but him like garbage. He will withdraw. He'll pull she back. He will withdraw. Mm-hmm. He's done it before. But that's my, that's my input on it, man. That, that's my input on it, uh, Minister Connery. That's uh, my, that some of my questions, man. That was that's, that's some, of, some of my secrets. I ain't giving them all out to you now. Me, yeah, me neither. Um, that was a good question. At, it was. Going to AZ. Going to AZ. I, I don't know if it's Brother Baron or not. Go ahead, Cole. Um, what is, what is for, for you and for Apostle Grant, um, what is your mindset on having a heart like Jesus and a mindset like him? I guess since you called me out first, I got to say this to Apostle Grant. We're going to run away from it anyway. I wasn't going to run. Go ahead. You were going to run. Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but having a heart like our father, honestly, if you read his, the way I teach people when they say, you know, how do you have a heart like God? I always say, go and read his life. Go and read his life. Yeah. And what, what do you mean by that? Read, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read about the prophecies in Isaiah about when he was going to come and how he was going to react to certain situations. Read these things because you get to get an insight on how he loves, how he cared, when he pulled back, when he didn't. You get to see all of these things close up instead of just hearing it from your pastor's mouth. And so now you connect with him one-on-one because no longer is it just your pastor telling you, you're actually able to see it with your own eyes and connect with the word of God, which is God. The Bible says in the book of John, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, right? So if you are reading his word for yourself, you're actually reading the heart of God. You're reading him, himself. So you've got to get that. That's number one. You want to get uh, the heart of the Lord? Read about him. Learn of him, the Bible says, for he is meek. Uh, you want the mindset of God, I'm going to give you the same exact thing. Because every word written on those white pages, every single word came from his thoughts, from his mind, from his process. And so in order to develop wisdom, the Bible says, if any man seeketh wisdom, ask. Right? Ask for it. So ask him, Lord, show me. Show me in your word how I can understand things better, how I can know you more. How can ask him and then begin to read it. Because your mind is going to actually grab hold of it. You're going to start thinking on it and dwelling on it. Those things that you begin to learn will then begin to drop down into your heart. And your heart, whatever, whatsoever is in a man's heart, that so is he. And so as you begin to think on these things and it begins to marinate down into your heart, you become more like your God because you are reading more of his word, understanding more of his life, loving more of what you're seeing. And so the more you begin to love and understand and read and grow with him, the more you become more like him, heart and mind, if that makes sense. Uh, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Since you took every scripture, it was going through my mind. Um, 
when when you ask that question, it's, it's funny because um, in reading the Gospels, my favorite is John um, because I really understood the love of Christ through John. Um, but I also realized what I feed is what's going to come out of me. I preached before, you know, what's in you is going to come out of you. Um, so in order to have his heart, in order to have his mind, you do have to learn of him. But I can't go back to the, you got to spend time with him. You got to watch how he reacted. I, about natural speak, naturally speaking, I watched my natural father. I watched how he handled certain situations. I watched how he paid the bills every every month. I watched how he wrote everything down. I learned a lot from that man. I watched how he took time in the kitchen to cook. I watched every intricate move of that man. I watched him. So when my mama looked at me and said, See, you more like your daddy than this, she is absolutely correct. <laughs> I am more like my father than any of his children because I became intimate, up close, and personal with my father. So when I begin to feed my spirit, man, and when I begin to feed and learn of Christ, then my reactions become the way he would react to a certain situation. Now I'm not allowing my flesh to rise up as much. Why? Because my flesh is now dead. My flesh is in subjection because now I've submitted myself to his word, his will, his way. And the only way to get that is to spend time, spend time in his word, learn of him. Because I can't know, the Bible says we had a mind of Christ. I can't have a mind of Christ if I don't know his mind. I don't know his mind. How can I know his mind if I if I don't read about him? We talk about Judas so much, but I didn't even realize it until Pastor brought it to me. As much as I've read it, didn't realize that Jesus didn't buzz Judas out. He didn't expose who Judas was to the disciples. I had been taught. Everybody knew. But they had no idea who Judas was. And he didn't bust him out. But studying his character you know now how to deal with someone like that. You know how to deal with someone who <laughs> who you know is, is, is getting ready to betray you, but love him anyway. He didn't love Judas no differently, but we can't have that heart if we don't learn of him and if we don't spend time with him. Amen. Uh, shut up! <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I wasn't even but, gonna um, say it, man. But that was that was actually well said. You know, you got to get up close and personal. I mean, Elisha wanted to pick up off, wanted to pick up where Elijah left off because the man walked with him day after day. Yeah. You know, he was up close and personal with Elijah day after day. He seen what the Lord did with him day after day. So you know what? Elisha didn't say, "Oh man, I can't wait to be like Michael Jordan or somebody else." No, Elijah. Elisha said, "I've been with you. I've been studying you. So when you leave." I want a double portion of your anointing. Yes. He could have said anybody. Yes. But he said, no, I want the one that I've been studying after. Man, That's who I wanted Jesus. after. And so if I can help you understand it even more close and personal for you, Brother Darren, it's similar to what you say to me all the time. Man, Pastor, I just want to be like you. I just want to be like you. And you say it to me all the time. I just, I'm going to be like my pastor one day. I want to be like – that's because you are so – you stay, you keep yourself close to me. Uh, no matter what goes on, you, you, we sit here and we talk. We have conversations day in and day out. And so you understand my mind. As a matter of fact, you've even told your wife and some people around you sometimes that when you talk to them, you say, no, nah, I know I know, our pastor would think. You went out on my birthday and bought me things that I didn't even mention in since forever, but because you know my mindset, you knew that I would like it. 
And that's because you sit close to me. You, you sit around me. You listen to my words. You pray with me. You study with me, all of those things. So you've gotten to know my mind. You've gotten to know my heart. It's the same thing with Yahweh, same exact thing. Um, we're going and I just, can I add something to this real quick? Just one thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because go ahead, go ahead. when we get to talking about stuff like this, I get real intimate with it because it's like I feel his presence like, wow, God, okay, this is not a spiritual, you know, show right now. But, I, I yeah, um, I thought back on his, his interaction with the disciples. He was a very personable person. He didn't isolate. I mean, he did go in isolation when he needed to strengthen himself. But they learned what they learned being in an intimate relationship and an intimate setting with him. Oof. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. You go on, Minister Jekyll. I think you said that's who this is. Let's go ahead. Yeah, that's who that is. Okay. Let's get it up. Get it up. Go ahead, sis. Okay, my question is, what is your mindset concerning me? I'm just playing. You can't ask if you want to. I'm just throwing it out there. But um, <laughs> what's our mindset concerning, like, young preachers? Like, because I'm so I, I've been on this. I was on, on this all week. And, like, it's been, it's been kind of sort of bothering me because it's so many young preachers that, uh, that's caught up in style. And style, I mean, true enough, style will get you opportunities, but substance is what's going to establish you. And I just don't, I'm not understanding the young preachers uh, at this moment. And I'm kind of over here on the ledge by myself. I'll be the only young preacher that stand by myself. Yes, I like to look good, but looking good ain't all of Well, Apostle? Who was that for? I'm just playing. I am. I'm really just playing. Um, I love to look good. Whatever. I love to look good. Yes, I do. But am I? I I like to look good, but not at the cost of souls. Let me put it that way. And when you ask about young preachers. I don't think it's just young preachers. I know some older saints that do that too, but I think the young people can only go off the examples that they have before them. So if that's all they see, then that's all they're going to know. And I know you did a Facebook Live um, some time ago about um, young preachers and the competition and this, that, and the third. A lot of young people have a lot of zeal, and that's all they got. <laughs> um, I do believe that they need to sit and learn so that they understand what it is they're carrying and what they're doing. So do I think it's all about the fashion and all about looking good? No. But do I think that you want to do your best for the Father? Yeah. I do believe you should want to look good for him. I do. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting to look good and smell good. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. But it shouldn't be where you can't do the will of God because uh, you ain't got the latest shoes or you ain't got the latest fits or now, I am a stickler for this. Let me say that because pastors get on me all the time. I won't do a Facebook Live in my head, right? I'm sorry, I ain't going to do it. So, you know, and pastors be like, who cares? No, my hair has got to be right. But that's a stickler for me. I just, my hair got to be intact. So for me, I do what I need to do to make sure my hair is intact when I go in public. So I can't say I'm not going to preach the gospel if my hair ain't right because I'm going to still do the will of God. So I don't think that that should be, you know, um, I can't do the will of God because I don't have the latest this, I don't have the latest that. 
But I think they just need to be taught. And if you're not taught, if you don't know no better, and you're not taught, you only go off of what you see. Well, you know what, and that that, that is true. Um, my pet peeve is people who feel like they got to look good um, before the word comes out good. Um, that, that, that irks me. Um, as Apostle just said, she always, I'm, I'm like, when are you going to do this Facebook Live? I got to do my hair. No, you don't. Like, can you imagine how many of us would be lost without a, without God and without Jesus if he would have said, oh, hold on now, I can't, I got to get some, some better clothes than this. You know, like, these sandals is not, is not where it's at. I need some new sandals today. Uh, I can't go around there on a donkey because it ain't stylish. I need to get me one of them stallions from over there in the Roman Empire. Court. You know, and so we want to make sure that we always look at it. And let me be honest with you. I can dress up. I, I, uh, let me let me re, let me re, go a different route with this. I can go if you if any of us has ever been shopping, you can go into a store. You can pick up the the nicest looking fruit or bananas. Hey, these are bananas are known for doing this. It looks nice and gold and yellow, and you like, oh, that's a different. It'd be just take a it home, you and feel nasty. it, and on the inside, it is rot. Yeah, it is rot. It's brown. Tomatoes do the same thing to you. Apples will do that to you. At the end of the day, it ain't even about the outside. Because the outside can tell you one thing. That's why they always say don't judge a book by its cover, because the outside of it will look one way and the inside will read completely different. So yeah. my thing is show me your heart before you show me your wardrobe. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. Show me your heart first before you show me your shoes. Show me your heart before you show me your hair. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, my wife, who I love with all my heart, y'all be here on Facebook and she be looking all stylish and profiling all over Facebook. Yeah, everybody knows our wives are not always like that. Your husband is not. A, I just came back from looking like Moses a couple of days ago. My beard was everywhere. <laughs> but it, was, it was terrible, you know. But I didn't fall in love with my wife because, oh, my gosh, she's so gorgeous and more beautiful than every other woman at this school. No, no. Because the, even when the Lord asked me, who are you going to choose? He didn't say choose off a of look. Make sure who you choose is somebody that you cannot live without. Whose heart can you not do without? And so if I had to give a word to young preachers, understand this. Speak from the heart of God, and your outer appearance won't even matter because a lot of people have been hurt by pastors that look good. That's just the truth. You, true. A lot of us have been hurt by pastors that look good, and on the inside they were filthy. They were filthy. It's true. Um, I have a real, can I ask you a question? Uh, sure, why not? Just a real quick question, and anybody else that want to answer can jump in real, real quick. But it's a question that I thought about while we were talking about intimacy with the Lord. So I wonder what are your thoughts about isolation? Like we talked about intimacy and how he wasn't, how, you know, and I thought about how you were saying you keep Brother Darren close, da, 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 da. So what are your thoughts about somebody who purposely pushes people away or purposely isolates themselves because they don't want to be hurt again or they don't want to be uh, stabbed in the back again or, you know, they'll let you in a little bit, but you ain't getting too close? Those people tend to live a really uh, lonely life. Um, usually those are the same people who are depressed a lot uh, because truth be told, even if you want to go biblical, even when God sent them out, he sent them out in twos. They always had somebody to cover them and to go with. I want to say this because I think people live in the mindset of, you know, somebody hurt me, so forget them. I, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to be hurt more than once throughout your life. Uh, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, it's going to happen by multiple people. It don't matter if it's a man, a woman, black, white, Mexican, Puerto Rican. Don't make a difference. Because somebody is going to hurt you. I can guarantee you this in life. If you got friends of each race, one of each race will hurt you. 
If you got friends of each gender, one of each gender will hurt you. If you attend church, your church friends will hurt you. I can guarantee you that that is going to happen. And at some point in time, you're even going to get mad at God because you're going to feel like God hurt you. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And so what I, want to, what I say to that is it's okay to need time. All right? It's okay to need time. It's okay to go up into the, the mountaintop and pray and kind of regroup. I have to do it. I think, every, I think that's important for every minister of the gospel to do. But it, what is not healthy for you to do is to continuously push people away um, and say, I just I refuse. I'm not going to be hurt again. You can't live your life like that. You can't live your life like that because no matter how dirty you were and how many bad things you did to God, he never pushed you away, never threw you so away. even when people are trying to get close to you <laughs> and they want to connect with you because they want what you have, um, but you <laughs> – uh, but you consistently keep them at a distance, um, and you do realize you're hurting them when you do it. Um, I, it's not that's not an easy thing to just stop doing. Are they at a distance because they specifically hurt you? Is that why they're at a distance? <laughs> I didn't say me. But, no, I'm just, saying, I'm just I'm asking that for in general. I say but you pretty much is giving yourself away. So. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are they out of distance because they I are mean, the they specifically hurt you? They have these, yeah. You don't sound too sure about that. Did they specifically well, hurt you? Well, yeah, they have. You sure? Mm-hmm. They know okay. they have. Okay. I mean, but it ain't so like they, they just hurt me. It's fast since. Oh, well, so, okay, so have you forgiven them? Because now the question is yeah. not, you know. I have forgiven them, but I just don't let them close. Oh, well, when the Lord forgives it's you, like he, he lets you back into his, his, his presence. So what's the problem? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking you. I have, I can honestly say lately there's a select group. Just let me go here. There's a select group that were once close. Whatever each and every individual has done, and I have not always been perfect in the situation either. However, um, sometimes I've always thought that it's okay to keep them guards up so don't nobody get hurt no more. But listening to something you have said earlier kind of made me think because I know two of certain people um, have some things they need to get from me, and I know that. And I know they can't get them with me keeping them at a distance, if that makes sense. This is going to sound crazy, but I want you to look at pain in a different way. And I'll see the call. I'm going to get them in, in, in a second. Look at pain in a different way. Um, Jesus knows all. God knows all. God knew everything, right? And so with that being said, since God knows everything and knew everything, he knew who was going to be his people that were going to beat him. Now, he could have run and kept them at a distance. Nope, ha-ha, <laughs> not going over there. They're not going to put that lash on me. That's not going to happen. You know, I've been hurt before. I'm not going to take another, right? But he didn't because he realized for every pain, stripe, and lash that I take, I'm going to save somebody. I'm going to save somebody, right, with, with, just, with each one. I'm going to save somebody. And so we have to understand that sometimes pain ain't for you. It might be for them. And maybe even though they know they're hurting you, they don't understand why, why they're hurting you or where that hurt is coming from in them. And so their hurt is being revealed in your lashes that are upon your back. And sometimes we don't look at it that way. We don't because all we feel is the pain. And we say, get away from me, pain, because you're hurting me. But later on down the road, that person might come back to you and say, 
apostles? And you say, yes. And you still have business. You know, oh, oh, you let them back close, and they say, apostles, you say, yes. I hurt you. Why did you let me back? And you say to them, you know what, the Lord wouldn't keep me away. When I, when I forgave and he forgave and I asked for forgiveness, he let me back in. And they might say to you, I apologize for hurting you, but let me tell you why I did it. And now you understand that this person was hurt their whole life, abused by this person, raped by this person, okay. went through this Got and went it. through that. Your, the lashes, the marks on your back, Apostle Grant, that have come from people in your life literally could be their healing. But because we're afraid of pain, some people don't never get their breakthrough. Wow. Um, go to the caller real quick. Let's go to the caller. I believe it's Minister Conrad. I'm not mistaken. I'm my mother. It's one of the two. God bless you guys. I am ah, awesome that's 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 awesome, awesome experience. I have to go to the Pastor Grant because before you said that, I want that was the question I wanted to ask. Um, but I, I had it reframed a little bit because I wanted to know how do you live through this pain. Because I think at each time in our life, we all go through some type of pain that, that was hurtful to, to us, whether it's financially, by a loved one, however, you know, it happens to us, church hurt. Oh, my God, so many people out there that that starting to go to clubs and shake their butt because they're hurt from, you know, what somebody did in church. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, because there's so many of us out there, so many people out there just looking for that. How do I live through that pain? How do we live through that pain? And so you, you answered some of it, and, you know, I'm grateful for that. But if there's more that anybody want to add, you know, I think it's more people than we realize, you know, that, that's willing to speak up and say, hey, I was hurt, so I'm going to keep this at a distance. I'm like you, Apostle. Hey, you're not going to keep on. I know they said in the Bible, if you, if you get smacked, turn up. If you, if you get hit, you just turn the other cheek, blah, blah, blah. I ain't that. I ain't that soft. <laughs> I ain't that soft. You ain't going to keep hitting me and think I'm going to keep turning up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm coming back now. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you want to you, you wanna be able to heal. And how do you heal? And I know one thing for me is that I had to, to, to get the complete, the complete love of God in me. You know what is uh is, is, is Sister Nikki? Are you where are you right now in your house? Uh, in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Okay. Where's uh where where's your husband? Where is he located? Right here in the kitchen with us. No, that's that's where, that's where that's exactly where you should be. Um, but, <laughs> that's no that that's where I need you to be at. Honestly, he's making me cook his food. <laughs> I want y'all to do me a favor real quick, real quick demonstration, because your question is a little bit different. How do I get myself through this? How do I get through this? Well, first and foremost, common sense answer is always going to be the Lord, right? We always going to say God is God will help you through it. That's the cliche thing, and some people don't want to hear that, right? So let's be 100% honest. You guys are married. Um, do you guys have an island in your kitchen? Yes. Okay. Do me a quick favor, uh, 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 Sister Nikki. If you can, go by your island real quick, and I just want you – to, to put your hands on the island. And then, Minister Condre, that's your wife. I want you to go over to your wife, and I want you to literally try to pick her up, and I want her to hold herself down for me. I want, I want, do that for me, Sister Nick. Hold yourself to the ground by holding on to the island, and then, Minister Condre, I want you to try and pick her up. 
Wait, do y'all know how big this man is? <laughs> I do. I, I do. He's going to get me off the ground. <laughs> and, 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 I guarantee you he will, but I want to show you. It's the reason why I'm saying this. Let me know when you, when you do it, when, when he gets you. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to want y'all to see something here. Now, Minister Condre, you was able to lift her up off that, off the ground, right, even though she was holding on, correct? Okay, but here's the trick thing to this. Sister Nikki, if we learn how to let go of our problems and put our arms around the very ones who God has given us, we got help being able to be uplifted when other, when, when other people failed us. The people that God placed in your life is there to help you get over that hump. This is exactly why we see when Jesus was carrying that cross and he's falling down. Could he have gotten up there? He possibly could have. But then they called somebody out of the crowd and said, hey, come and help this man. And he got up under that cross member with him and said, come on, we're going to get up this hill together. So just because one person hurt you, the Lord gave you a husband right there. He got your pastor right there. He got me and my wife right here. He got Apostle Grant right there. Somebody's going to hurt you. But trust me, there is always somebody in the crowd who the Lord will call out and say, Sister Nikki needs help getting over this hump. She has been hurt. Help her to get to the top again. That's how you get over those things. Giving it to the Lord. Letting go of the problem first. Giving it to the Lord. And then saying, uh, uh, uh. I know I don't know if you and Minister Calvary got little snookum bear names and stuff like that, but you know, uh, uh, baby, this is the problem. He says, "All right, don't worry. Put your arm around my shoulder. Put the weight. With, I'm gonna carry the weight with you. I got you because God has specifically designated this man to be this wife's husband. So therefore, no matter what cross you're carrying, I'm gonna help you carry it. We just gotta know that we got help in actual people and not cut out everybody because of what some people did. That's the key." Um, Understandable. Hold on one second. All right, God, but I, Pastor, I just I had a I was going to talk to Apostle Grant about her her question. Is it all right? Or do you want to go to somebody else first? Uh, no, you good. Go ahead. Uh, Apostle Grant was asking a question. He's going to try to go to my wife too, but I got to say to you all, work in the ministry. And I'm saying that <laughs> to say this is that Jesus had twelve disciples. Twelve disciples. And I said, the one that betrayed him, if you really think about it, he was really probably, I ain't going to say probably one of the most important because he was the treasurer. The one that betrayed him, the one he kept up with the money, the finances, everything. So, and he was the one that betrayed him. The one that he showed his vision to that he had the mountaintop experience with was the one who denied him three times. And the rest of them, that when they seen that he was in trouble, they left him to die. So, he when he took all that to the cross with him, and then he died for them, and then came back and gave them all the anointing to, to, to preach the gospel. So, in this thing that you call ministry, that you accepted the, the apostleship to carry, welcome to it. Because if Jesus can do it, why can't you? And he opened this, and, and if you read the Bible, he opened himself up where he told them secrets that he didn't tell nobody else. They knew everything about. They knew everything about the kingdom. He told them about the kingdom. He told them what he came for. He told them how he was going to die. He shared secrets with them that he didn't share with nobody else. But when it came down to it, when it came down to whether he needed them to be beside him, they all left in there by himself to die. But after he died, he came back and gave them all the ability and the power to speak the to speak the gospel the way he wanted to preach. So if you ask me that question, how you supposed to deal with it, I'll tell you just like this, welcome to ministry. 
Because if you're not going to be hurt, how can you preach the gospel? How can you say I'm living for Jesus and I'm scared to get hurt? I'm scared to open myself up to get hurt. How can I win a soul if I'm scared? Because Jesus Christ, if he had that same attitude that some people have, I'm going to shut myself down so I won't get hurt no more, we all still be on our way to hell. But thank God he ain't like a man. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And it's offering time. (laughs) 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 And the word has been preached by Pastor Kyla Condre Hall. And many might you might just want to give your life to the Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey. You know what? Wow. You know, too. You, the, the word I mean, of God it, says that, right? It is. You're going to suffer yeah. for his name's sake. I, I guess I never looked at it that way. When he just broke it down, I just never really looked at well, Dag. You know, it wasn't like he shut him down. And, and, and I mean, you're right. I can I can honestly say for me, once you hurt me, I'll let you in, but you ain't getting too close. And God has been dealing with me <laughs> about that here lately. And so I just needed to know. So I get it. I guess I get it. And he will. You know, my wife My wife always used to get on me and say, babe, you are just too nice. You know, you always just putting yourself out there. And people take advantage of you and blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, you don't think people, when, when what, is, what is exactly taking advantage of? When people have a need just because they have a need that's taking advantage Well, then everybody took advantage of Jesus because they sure kept calling up to him. You know, every five seconds, hey, 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 you know, my, my, my daughter dead, my son dead, my eyes are blind, I can't hear. You know, it, it was always something. I got palsy. Yeah, it was always something. But he made sure that no matter what he was going through, and let, let's go, let's, can I go one step deeper with you? The man is in the garden praying, and his, his own people closest to him would not come and pray with him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he knows he's getting ready to be taken and getting ready to be killed. He knows what he's about to go through. So here come the Roman soldiers grabbing him and everything. Now Peter all of a sudden gets tough and wants to be my best friend who didn't want to pray for me a couple hours ago, and now he pulls his sword out. He cut off a man's ear. Even in the middle of knowing he's about to suffer, picks up the man's ear and says, no, I'm still going to do this to you. So no matter what you're about to endure or what you're about to walk through, how painful it's going to be, stop. you've got to get rid of this woe is me mentality and realize, Lord, if I'm suffering, then I'm in good company because so did you. And I'm willing to walk with you. I said this in the beginning, right, when we first uh, gave our life to Christ. Lord, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. But when we suffer all of a sudden, now we don't want to do it. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. You will never have just the blessings without also having the persecution. You will not have the persecution without also receiving some blessings. We got to be able to receive on both ends. You can't just inhale and never exhale. You can't just exhale and never inhale. You can't have an income without an outcome. It's always you go left and never go right. You have to be able to accept both sides of the coin. And if you cannot, you are doing yourself a disservice, and ministry is not cut out for you. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, that was a, I'm sorry, y'all. That was the spirit of, of, of uh, Sister Nikki and Minister Conrad Hall just jumped up in me, and I got to calm myself. But um, with that being said, I know we, we – you know what? This is probably one night where I'm like, I don't even care about the time. But I know we, we 15 minutes past out. Um, anything you want to say, Apostle? Is there anything anybody else wants to ask or anything that anybody want to say before we go into closing? That closing sounds like a service, don't it? Before we go into final remarks or final words that we haven't done in benediction. <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's get this one in. Let's get this one in. Oh, what is it? Who is this one? Oh, wait, who is that one? Oh, Lord, we all over Hey, all right. The board is lagging up. <laughs> Go ahead, Carla. Go ahead. Hello. We can hear you. But well, we can't hear you, but you are off. You are on the call. 
If you're on mute, that's probably why we can't hear you. Hello, hello, hello. All righty then. We we it was in Arizona, whoever you are. So if you are in Arizona right now, I'm probably talking to you. Even though we got about three or four of them on this call. Hello. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just I just want to say, Apostle Granite is so awesome, just to hear your voice. <laughs> I've been hearing it all night. And you back. It is. It feels good to hear your voice. I'm like, that's her. Yeah, that that is her. That's her. her. So God bless you. Keep doing you. Oh, my goodness, it's good to hear your voice. I was like, I got to let her know. I got to let her know. Um, But that's all I want to say. I ain't got no questions. I didn't ask all the questions that I had. Everybody have a blessed night. It's always a blessing to hear your voice, big bro. This is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right. Well, we got one more. We're going uh, over to Illinois. I'm not sure if this is the Hall family, if it's my family. I don't know if this is the alley. I don't know who it is, but we about to find out. We shall quick. see. <laughs> Go ahead, Carla. Hello. Hello. Hey, Mama. Yes, yes. I just have one thing to say, Apostle Grant. To you or anybody else that's struggling with that um, that hurt or that pain, I will say this. For me, I have always been a person to forgive and just move on. You know what I mean? And just always let you back in. And I get hurt over and over again, but I keep letting back in, you know. And that's just me. That's just me. And if the person don't, is not even aware that they hurt me, I will say, and this is kind of crazy, say, you know what, I forgive you and I love you. And I'm leaving it and be like, forgive you for what? I said, just, I, just, I just say it, you know. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let this go. From in my childhood, from coming up, from the time I, you know, had sense enough to know my daddy, my daddy had hurt me all through my life up to when I was grown before I left uh, my country from Belize. Always hurt, hurt, hurt after hurt, almost every day, to be honest with you. It's not an exaggeration, but it's constant hurt. And so I didn't like, I thought I didn't like him, but I didn't like what he did. And I knew that later on, much later on in life, when I got to know God. I knew it wasn't the person. It's what the person did or what the person represented to me. But I have always known in my heart, you know, even though he was like that, to us, but me personally, I know that I still had love for him in my heart, but you keep coming back over and over, and it's like you open up the old wound and you put salt in it again. You know, you keep reopening it and pour salt in it, and it, it, it hurts. But how I got over that, and, and even after I got grown, my daddy came here, you will see. And you know what? God used me to bring him to Christ before he passed. I remember he was in the hospital. Every day I went to, every day I went to see him, and I start talking to him. I pray with him, put the church channels on for him, and read the Bible to him. And you know, I went there one day and I told God, I said, "Let me go there, and nobody else be there." And it sure did happen. And I led him to Christ, and I said to my dad, "I said, Dad, I forgive you." He broke down like a baby and started crying, and he said, "I was going to ask you." I said, "No need to ask. You are forgiven before you even ask." And I told him. I said, I love you. And let me say this. The love that I had for my dad, I never knew that I could have that love. I mean, it's like something just 
you know, it's an overwhelming love that I have for him that I said, my gosh, you know, this is near the end of his life, but still God put that love for me like I never thought I could ever love him like that, but I did. And we became so close. The one that he always, I call myself the, the black sheep or the ugly duckling, whatever they do, but he's always picking on me constantly. My mom always said it. He's for whatever reason. He could not stand me, and he pick, pick, pick. But here's the case and point is forgiveness is the key, and not only to forgive, but you got to right that wrong. You got to say, even though you say, I forgive you or, you know, but nevertheless, you still have to open up your heart again. Even though you may get hurt again, you still got to open up your heart again because you cannot close that up. You just can't. Because if you close it up, like I think, I don't remember if it's Jeremy said this, that if you don't let that person back in, how do you know how God is going to use in that person's life? Just like he used me in my dad's life. You'll never know that if you don't allow yourself to, you know, get that person to come back in. You have to because, like you said yourself, that you know you have something for some of these people. And how are they going to get it if you keep them at arm's length? It can't. So you have, it's a risk. You have to risk it that I might get hurt again. Oh, well, God, if I get hurt again, you're going to mend my, my broken heart again. I mean, you're going to fix me, put me back together. And that's all to it. So for anybody that feels, you know, been broken down, hurt by the church, hurt by family members, friends, whatever it is, we have called to forgive and we have to go back again and put ourselves to that, be vulnerable. You know, you got to put yourself back in that position, even though you may get hurt again. But to know that God is a God of love and know that he is doing something, even in the midst of that pain, there's something he's doing with us. And it's to help us to grow. As we are going through, we should grow from that, you know, so I just wanted to put that in there to say that, you know, that's just who I am. I'm a forgiving person. I have always been that way, forgiving person, hurt over and over, but I keep doing it. I keep doing it. People say to me all the time, why you keep letting them back in it? Why you keep doing it? Why you keep it? Well, don't ask me. Ask God why, because I don't know, but I just do. I just do. So, and that's all I got to say. I just wanted to put that in there up as a grant and to let you know. And then one thing you all said about these, the church the people getting, you know, decorated, getting dressed up for the gospel. And I will not call the name, but there's a pastor that I got turned off on because he's like, look at my snakeskin shoes. And, and you know, pastor be up in the pulpit dressed with jeans on and this. And look at my, my snakeskin shoes and my tailor-made suit. And, you know, I represent the Lord well. Yeah, but don't get mad at me because God bless me. What are you doing while you're not getting blessed? I just shut that TV off. I could have punched that TV and break it up because that's not the way you're supposed to do that. You, you, you Almost being braggadocious, you're bragging. I mean, like, you know, and it's the people that are sending their money to you while you're dressing like that. <laughs> you know, so, but those kind of things people have to be careful of. A lot of these pastors out here, they have to be careful how you represent your king of kings, the Lord of lords, because he's not looking at your clothing He's looking at the heart. It's not the outward appearance. He's looking at the heart. So a lot of people say, I represent God well, I dress well, and you're not supposed to this, you're not supposed to that. Yeah, you're supposed to dress well, represent him well, yes. But that's not supposed to be the center of it. That's not. He's supposed to be the center of it. So, you know, to those pastors that do that, all we got to do is pray for them. Amen. Amen. 
Amen to that. Well, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I know that you are probably, what time is over? It's about 9.30, um, and we ain't going to keep you. Um, so, with that being said, can I shall I lead off with, with final remarks on the night, and then you follow through? Not a problem. All right. Well, my final, uh, is it called that, though? I was, you know, it's been a while, and I couldn't get it when we were doing this every week. Get the final thoughts. Okay, well, look, okay, final thoughts, all right? Final mindset. Okay, I understand. Um, but with that being said, my final thoughts on this whole thing is I want to encourage people out there, don't be afraid to take a risk. Uh, don't be afraid to, as Steve Harvey said, don't be afraid to jump. Um, you'll never know if your parachute can, can catch you or can hold your weight unless you jump. You'll never know. Um, you'll never feel what it feels like to free fall, to be free literally and to fly through the air like a bird if you never leap. You'll never understand what your God had to endure unless you finally take a risk and, and, and don't be afraid of being hurt again because truth be told, that's going to happen anyway, whether it be by people or whether it be by a steak knife while you're cutting meat. You're going to hurt yourself. Some way, one way or another, you're going to get hurt. But keep in mind that your pain, especially when you're doing it for the good, that's, that's the key. Your pain that you feel, especially when you're doing it for the good to represent your God, does nothing but make you more like him. Does nothing but make you more like him. So don't be afraid of the hurt. Don't be afraid of the pain. And don't be afraid to take a risk on your vision because nobody else is going to bet on you until you bet on you. And if you won't even invest in you, trust me, nobody else will at all. Nobody would ever use Facebook if one man didn't first take a chance. Nobody would ever use Google if one person didn't first take a shot. So don't be afraid of the hurt that you might feel. Don't be afraid of the failure that you might endure. Don't be afraid of the pain that you might go through. Because, number one, it makes you more like God. And, number two, you can't be successful if you don't invest something, if you don't take a risk somewhere. Well, I think it was uh, I just heard on the news the other day. You'll never win the Powerball unless you give up $2. <laughs> you got to take a chance. You got to take a chance. And who knows? You might be somebody's jackpot, but they'll never get it until you take that risk. Bottom line. Go ahead, Paul. Um, tonight was what's on your mind, and truth be told, a lot of us have had some crazy thoughts and mindsets in our days and times past, but it's not until we give up our way of thinking to become intimate with the Father so that we know his way of thinking, that we'll even know how to experience peace, how to win souls how he wants his kingdom ran, how to even start our business, because it ain't ours, it's his, he gave it to us. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just called, we got to stop thinking like the world. The world's way of thinking and God's way of thinking are two different ways of thinking, and they're going to always clash. So until we have a mindset change, we'll continue to be the generation that does nothing but talk loud and say nothing. Start and never finish. Always the lowest on the totem pole, never getting to where we want to go. But if you believe you can do it, then you can do it. But you first got to believe that you can. So with that being said, feels good to be back. Thank all of you guys for your prayers and for your concerns. 
continue to pray for us, as we continue to pray for you. What we're not here next Monday, right, Pastor? We're here the following Monday. Every other Monday. And we won't be here. We'll be on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> please, stop. But please stop doing that. That is what it says. It says Block Talk Radio. You'll hear it. And so. <laughs> WGCI. <laughs> I'm serious. That is what it says. It goes Block Talk Radio. So again, thank each, 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 and every one of you for making this. I call it a comeback because we ain't been on here a minute. So. We thank you Don't guys for joining us. Why not? Never heard that song. Don't call it a comeback. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, and I fall for the okie doke with you all the time. Anyway, um, yeah. So thank you guys for um, yeah, joining us again. Pastor, you gonna close us out? Of course. All right. Do you? Oh God, tonight we just wanna come before you, Lord, before we all dismiss and say thank you. Thank you for what we've heard from the hearts of your people, from the minds of your people. Thank you for the understanding that we were able to receive, oh God, even as we go forward. Lord, this night, I ask that you would cover each and every one of us, cover your people, those who were worried about things that you still brought them out of, those who were concerned, oh God, and did not know how they were going to see tomorrow or what they were going to do, and yet somehow you still made it a, a peaceful day for them. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for Apostle Grant being back. We thank you for her healing. We thank you for her wholeness. We thank you for her mind change. God, we thank you for Judah and how she still believes. I thank you for the words of Minister Condra and his wife, Sister Nikki. I thank you for the words of Brother Darren and his wife, Sister Shy. Lord God, I thank you for Danielle and everyone else on this line tonight. God, we thank you. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And may this night be the most blessed night of our life until tomorrow night. Lord God, let us continue to believe that each day and each night will get greater and get better so long as we stay close to you. Lord God, I thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, tonight we pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to unmute everybody, but God bless you all. God bless you all. And thank you, as Apostle Grant has said, we love you guys. God and bless thank you. Y'all. Amen. God bless you. Hey, <laughs> hey, God uh, bless you. Minister Condre, Sister Nikki, I love y'all too. Yeah, I love y'all. y'all. have a blessed night. We love you guys. Hey, Pastor Grant, it was great hearing you, sis. <laughs> hey, sis. <laughs> Real nice hearing your voice. I missed you. It is good being back. Um, my sister Shatan on here, too. That was your sister Shatan. Okay, I thought that was sister Nikki. Hey, sister Shatan, happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't I've been getting these voices God mixed up. Kayla, everybody. Yes. I, I love all y'all. Kayla, God I love bless y'all. you. God I love y'all. I heard the Johnson family, the Hall family, the My Vet family. I just, I just love me some y'all. Oh, we love you more. That's I'm so sweet. Happy. I got a cavity. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear Mother Mindset, too. I missed you much, Mother. Is she, is she Same here. I don't know, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Who just said that? Me? Nikki. Oh, oh I was like, <laughs> y'all caught me all God. I can't deal with y'all tonight. Now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> God is good, y'all. Pastor, all the time. And all the time he is good. <laughs> what did you say, Mr. Conley? What did you say? I was with him, I'm sorry. I was just saying I really needed that tonight. I needed that. It made me really feel good again. Oh, man. <laughs> well, 
I'm glad that y'all was able to get on because Apostle Graham wasn't going to do it at first, so I had to push her to do it. You all need to pray for your pastor because he's lying right now. (laughs) (laughs) We need to go in prayer right now because the spirit of lying has jumped on our leader. (laughs) Sackcloth and ashes, stop cooking. Come on, let's pray. (laughs) We better bring out the sackcloth and the ashes and and bring a ram and all that. I would love to see we're going to break the oil across his head. Speed of line. <laughs> but, uh, I love y'all, man, and thank you guys for everything. Really, seriously, uh, everybody still on this, on this line. Apostle Grant, for tonight, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, Mom, thank you for being here. Uh, I know uh, you would that Never mind. Uh, but, but, just, <laughs> but all that being said, just again, thank you guys. And Apostle you Grant, mad. go get something to eat. Go get something to eat. Man, if Condre, your wife is over there cooking you dinner. You are a blessed man, and uh, I'm sure it is delicious. Uh, and if I could come over for dinner, we would. So, but with that, and I do want some rice and beans. My my wife was talking about it. So yeah. So uh, yeah. But with that being said, uh, I am out of here. I'm about to go downstairs and well, be with my I'm, family. Look, look, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna make it if Apostle Grand find her way up there. You know what? Wait. Okay. Good. There we go. There we go. Wait. Now hold on. I do want to say this because I was about to go, but. Apostle Grant was supposed to be in Arizona, Ma. She was supposed to come and visit. Now, mm. she says to me, Pastor, I can't come. i got to go back to work. Pastor says back to her, how do you even know you're going back to work at that time? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to let you find out for yourself. So anyway, she goes in, and, and now she got, she, she's not going back right when she thought she was. And she's like, oh, wait, I can't come. You think? See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God cleared the calendar for you. Well, he knows I, I now I why I can't come. I want to come. Listen. He knows I want to come, but he knows why I can't come. So don't even you know, go there. Okay. Ask. So who who else? Can I say why you can't come? Can I say it? It ain't nobody but family here. Yeah, you can say it. Now she said I can't come because you know I ain't got the money to come because you know she they they short the check or whatever the case may be. Now my I told her and my wife been telling her this these tickets is fifty nine dollars. We can get you a ticket right now. She's like, no, I got to go back to work. I'm like, you're not going back well, that right was now. Well, I knew I wasn't going back to January. I told you you weren't going back. I believe you. You should have bought the ticket. You should have stepped out on faith if you already knew. Now, oh, oh, just throw that step on faith. Oh, my lord, my lord, my lord. Anyway, the opportunity is going to come. My lord, my lord, my lord. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. Oh. Because, uh, if I get the money, I will be in Arizona. If I don't, then I'm coming one day. Don't say if, say when I get it. She got it right now. She just, she just ain't want. She don't want to use it. But okay. <laughs> I thought where you talking? Oh my god. We all talk to you, so I'm gonna talk all and say all that I want to say. This ain't the end. <laughs> well, I don't have it, and you know I don't have it. Don't play. Ticket would have been about the day if I had it. Oh, well, the ticket right now, the ticket right now is eighty dollars. So I'm just letting you know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have eighty dollars, so can't okay. do it. All right, all right. Well, okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 See, this is how me and my brother do, y'all. It ain't always mm-hmm. a possible pastor. <laughs> Sometimes he's like my little big brother for real. 
Mm. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people just be hard headed. No matter what you say, they just be like, oh, "No, I got to Lord help me, Jesus. Well, I, Lord I will help say me. one thing, and I'm going to get off this line. You know that your God, my God, our God is a way maker. Yes, that's all I got to say to you. He's a way maker. Amen. And sometimes you got to step out on faith, even if you don't think you're going to have the money. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is anything you'll make a way out of no way when you don't even God, see it? I said, is anything too hard for my God? Mm, there you go. Mm, there you go. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. What's your response, Apostle? Amen. <laughs> Y'all ganging up on me. I ain't been around in a minute. Y'all ganging up on me. Apostle. Yes, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Don't say it yet. Don't say it yet. We've been talking this whole time, and I ain't even... Hold on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.